0: I'm just looking on Facebook.
1: Oh my God. I would pay you a million dollars if you would not not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order podcast. (laughs) Join the Mark (laughs) Order.
2: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the Mark Order Podcast, episode 20. We're live on Facebook. And if you're listening in podcast form, thanks. If you're live on Facebook watching, hello. Welcome back for another great edition of the Mark Order Podcast. I am joined this week again by Kate the Great hey hi kate oh we're also live on the rant tonight we got that working so that's fine live on the rant welcome back to the rant we're live on the rant uh so uh, kate the great is here uh we are also joined again this week by ryan schlong who is uh who is filling in for matt we don't know where matt is you know we thought maybe he'd be back this week so uh we'll see uh What's going on? Maybe we'll get an update uh, on where Matt is at some point this week. I know, uh, Ryan, you haven't heard anything. Kate, you haven't heard anything. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens no, as the I show goes on. I saw
1: him Monday. That's the weirdest part about it. I saw him Monday, um, and now he's he's just gone again. So.
0: But has anyone seen him since then? What did you do to Matt?
1: I... Talked to him about my Mount Rushmore of poop for like 30 minutes on the Monday night show. Well,
2: you know, I'm just so glad that we don't work blue here on the Mark Order podcast, like those savages on the Monday night Shining Wizards program.
1: No, we just talk about strip clubs.
2: Yeah, it's not poop. That's a totally different, you know, discussion. I hope not. That's a terrible time at a strip club then.
1: Yeah, that would be bad. I don't want to know what they got into at that strip club.
2: So, how's everybody doing this week? It's Ugh. we're right in the middle of it. So,
1: annoyed. Today was so stupid.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, that's not good. I assume that's not good. I mean,
1: it's not like anything real. But like my power went out last night, and then it kicked on at like 4:15 in the morning, and then all my appliances beeped because they were like hey we're alive we run your kitchen remember us and i was like now i'm awake and i couldn't fall back to sleep and then i listened to billy i Lish and i cried and then i did my vocal exercises and i sounded like shit it was just a, and it's nine million degrees out just a bunch of dumb shit but aw dynamite's not dumb and my podcast co-hosts aren't dumb my dog is an idiot and just kicked his ball under the couch, though. So I'm going to go help him.
2: Oh, watch, watch your rear end. Uh, we've seen what happened before. Red Rockets. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested when Kate comes back and finding out exactly her timeline. Because, Ryan, it sounded to me like at 4.15 in the morning, she was doing vocal exercises. And I'm pretty sure people live downstairs. I would have <laughs> murdered her no
0: you get your time slightly off but only a little bit at 4 15 she was crying listening to Billie eilish and at 4 30 she was doing the vocal exercises so through tears because
2: that's when you sound best i would hope that she was doing those vocal exercises in a pillow uh because if she was belting it out or attempting to belt it out at 4 30 in the morning and i lived below her
1: i wasn't doing vocal exercises at 4 30 in the morning i'm not a jerk well in that, you know in that way
2: I'm listen not- you're 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 big time now you know you think you you run by your own rules you know you do. don't you don't have the same set of rules as normal mortals do you're like uh <laughs> you know mortals. you're like a metahuman or you know some sort of you know they don't call it's them Kate from fight either. club I guess
1: you from fight club Sean already fired me because I said bacon was overrated so that was fun while it lasted but you deserve um, it I was not singing vocal exercises at 4 15 in the morning from 4 15 in the morning to like 7 15 in the morning I just laid there in resentment of the fact that I couldn't get back to sleep Oh my! I did goodness. my vocal exercises later I forget what time but I sounded bad and then my apartment was all disgusting because my air conditioner was out all nights. It was just a dumb day. It was stupid.
2: Well, I, unfortunately I didn't lose my power here. So it was quite comfortable. was uh,
1: good. Quite I'm glad I wouldn't wish it upon anybody.
2: I would say this. I'm, I'm, uh, I wasn't sure if tonight we were going to lose power. So, um, there was we didn't really get any crazy rain or wind that I noticed, but there was a lot of thunder and lightning in the area from the heat. And uh, there were a few times like I'd say 10 to 8 where all the lights flickered and like dimmed for a minute. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't do this to me. I just wanted to watch Dynamite tonight. Like you, Kate, <laughs> I've had a very long couple of days. It's been a very long week so far. Uh so uh I was looking forward to this episode of Dynamite tonight and thankfully my power stayed on. Usually I lose power like all the time but Power
1: we've been I made that joke so many times.
2: I turned I turned you off because you made that joke so many times. I was like I got to <laughs> skip this.
1: I was very bored and needed to pop myself. I was so annoyed.
2: <laughs> I would have turned you off if, if I could hear you just going power, power. I was like click
1: I get that
2: a lot. Shlong, how have you been, man? We haven't heard anything out of you.
0: I was letting Kate go through her crying routine. Um, I've been good. The the, the weird thing that's been happening with me this week is that my nephews now have Fortnite. And because I'm the uncle that plays games, they've decided that that means we are to play Fortnite together. So for the past week, it's been calling me and saying, okay, we're going to start playing Fortnite. Get on. And it's like, how do you say no to that? I've said no a couple of times when I'm actually doing something, but... That's been interesting because that was not a game I was ever wanting to play.
2: Yeah, I can I can tell you with, with all certainty, I think I downloaded Fortnite onto my PlayStation at one point and I opened it and then I was just like, I don't get this. And I didn't even start it. I just didn't even get through the menus. I was just like, nope, this is beyond me at this point. I'm not going to do this. And I I've, I've played video games for a long time and I was just like, nope, not getting into this. I'm sort of glad I didn't. So uh, I I I know sort of what you're talking about, but not from firsthand experience.
0: Yeah, you'll get there though when when uh, the little money comes around with a game, and you get dragged back into playing something you had no intention of playing. Because I got a I got a bunch of nieces and nephews, but two of them specifically are all about Fortnite right now. And again, I'm the only one who plays video games of like the older generation. So
1: mm. I'm the one they bought. On the plus side. If I recall, that makes you really cool then.
0: I'm cool until they realize how uncool I am. So I'm gonna ride this out.
2: Yeah, that's Take a good plan. Ride. That's yeah. a good plan. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, Baby A is very into Mario uh right now. Um that rules. Like a month or two ago, he started questioning. We have this is how back we are, far behind we are in Nintendo. We have a Wii U. So Ooh. um Ooh. Uh, we, you know, we thought a few times about trading it in and getting rid of it for like nothing and then getting a switch. But we were like, yeah, there's no point. So um, he started asking questions and then he found like the boxes with Mario. And so we let him play Mario. He just basically runs around and jumps like he's not very good, but he's you getting... have an iPad. He does have he does have a uh, not an iPad, but he does have a tablet
0: there's mario games the only reason i'm saying it, there's there's like real yeah. mario games on there so they've been because my one nephew um my other nephew he loves mario too so that's where he plays most of his
2: yeah he is getting better though uh at Mar- like it's super it's one of the whatever world was out on the wii u you know it's not like mario maker or anything like that so he actually is getting pretty good he can start to get through some of the stuff in the level uh Guys, so it, he's not too far behind
1: you can't play mario
2: when you don't have power power Oh my god.
1: I'm not mad that you took that away from me. I'm mad that it was that predictable. But um I love that I love that baby A is getting getting into some games. Let's rock and roll, man. Going to have a he, little a buddy. <laughs> he
2: is he is getting into games. He is into wrestling. We actually saw some friends over the weekend and um they got him a gift which I don't have with me cuz he's actually sleeping with it. They got him a a little macho man, Randy Savage stuffed animal. Uh, So one of these nights when he doesn't have it in bed and we're on camera, I'll hold him up and show you. But uh, so he's into wrestling and he is also very into rock and roll. Uh, He is very good now at picking out Ozzy Osbourne. So if something comes on the radio, he's like, oh, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Um, He listens to a lot of Ozzy's Boneyard on on Sirius. (laughs) Uh, He's also very into Metallica. He, he knows who Eddie is from, uh, you know, uh, Iron Maiden. He's into Motorhead. He, he's also into um, uh, Ronnie James Dio. So he, he he is very aware, you know, obviously, Ozzy's Boneyard is a very specific time in, in heavy metal music. So they play a lot of Dio and it's a lot of stand up and shout. But his favorite is Rainbow in the Dark uh, and... He knows some of the words he'll send along to it now. So we That's feel amazing. good about our parenting skills. We really do. Today was a good day. I was, was just
1: going to say, you're raising them right. Uh, Schlong, Joe in the Facebook, well, first he asked if my vocal exercises included singing the entire LFO catalog. They don't. And I'm pretty sure the whole catalog is just that one song, but I digress. But he said, you should get into Fortnite because it's all about the game and how you play it.
2: Oh my God. This is why we need to all. All right. I'm making a public service announcement right now. Everybody has to stop with the puns. It makes Kate think her, 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 her. Oh my God. I just lost what I was going to say. Fuck. I
0: just don't know if I have the power to do that.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Everybody has to stop because it makes Kate think that her actions are acceptable and puns are not acceptable to the level. That Kate throws them out. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's in the Discord. It's in the Facebook.
1: Okay, now it's on you at this point. Because you should have no expectations of me as far as, like, being able to control all of my puns. Second of all, I'm on several podcasts. If you would like to listen to more puns. Uh,
2: but I mean... Take that to fight. Take that to Fight Club, would you? It it won't last long, and once you start getting into the puns, my goodness. Um. So anyway, guys, enough chit chat. Let's get down to business. Let's get into the world of AEW. And I think we should start uh, with a little bit of dark elevation and dark talk, like we always do, right? Um. So, um, Schlong, let's get into it. Uh, we have aew dark elevation or as you 've dubbed it this week well actually we had a bonus edition of aew dark and that was from Friday August sixth uh, we 're dubbing that one what's darker than dark uh, so I, if it's it's a special dark i don 't even know what you call it it was it was simply special dark uh, and it was a little over an hour but i 'm with you it felt a, it felt much quicker than an hour.
0: Yeah, they paced this one really well, which is, if you're going to go over an hour, this is the way to do it. Even though, and I'm going to say this about pretty much all of them, these were pretty squash heavy when they've been kind of getting away from that. Which I'm not complaining. That's kind of what Dark is for a little bit. A couple good matches with most squashes to build up records. But it was just a little surprising because they had stepped away from that for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't see it... um friday live i think i might have watched it some point over the weekend um but you know this this whole thing to your point in your notes uh the whole the whole thing was really i think to prep people to get used to wrestling on friday nights right like that was the whole idea behind it was like hey friday nights at 10 o'clock are going to be for wrestling so let's give you a special dark you know, I mean, it, it had a good amount of views on it. You know, at the time that you kind of did your write up, I think you said there were a little over 310,000, but, um, you know, I think it's a good idea to just kind of put something out there in the same time slot and basically be like, Hey, get used to watching wrestling now. Uh, and it'll be even easier. Cause you don't have to pull it up on YouTube, I guess, and stream it to your television. If you have cable, um, So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not mad that it was a bunch of squash matches. You know, it was really a promo tool.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not mad at it. I just it was a little, I don't say jarring because that's it wasn't that shocking. It's just I could tell um, maybe they're going back to that formula a little bit now that they're on the road again, where you're going to do more squashes to help build up records, and you still there's there were still a couple matches in this that were fun, because I noticed that that was definitely the theme of the three darks squash
2: yeah you know I'm actually with you I, I all I'm with you I actually wasn't even talking about all three of them when I was saying you know i'm I'm not mad that this was squash heavy. I was specifically talking about this one, but actually now that you say it, all of these dark episodes this week were pretty yeah squash heavy, and they yeah. were really telegraphed the way you thought they were gonna go um but you know hey, it is what it is you know I think that hopefully they're gonna iron this out once they get uh Once they get Friday, you know, on television this week. Uh, So, um, Shlong, anything about the Friday Dark that you want to call out? I know it was a rather quick show, but anything that people should check out?
0: Just two quick things. Well, three, and they're all really quick. The first, um, I think everyone needs to hear Tassing Jungle Boy's theme. I think it's a requirement at this point. He loves it and he really goes into it. So that's one. Two, and I'm only gonna bring this up because I think it plays into Dynamite Tonight, which was Chris Statlander's match, is they're clearly used the darks to build her up as dominant because she got had squashes, and that's not typical of the kind of matches she would have on, you know, on on a dark. So that was nice to see that they're trying to build her up as like a real contender for her match. And then the third one, uh where did I have my notes on that one? Uh, damn, am I losing my notes already? Oh, I just want to point out that the best ring gear in the business is back with Angel, uh, Angelica Risk.
2: Angelica Risk, huh? The, the, the best ring gear,
0: that ridiculous 90s
2: rap ring gear. Oh, yeah.
1: No, that belongs to Hangman Adam Page. Thank you. Best gear in the biz. We have different motivations, I think, when it comes to that. But, uh,
0: well, I mean, listen, I'm just saying. If you're if you're into '90s rap music and specifically early '90s rap music and their their outfits, Angelica Risk is for you.
1: That's fair. That is fair.
2: Now I have a question and jog my memory if if you can schlong. Um, we did have Frankie Kazarian against Pretty Peter Avalon. Uh, as always, Kate's man was looking hot, 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 uh, hot with cuties, uh, and. Um, was this the episode that they wheeled him out on his, uh, on his little cart, like his his moving bed or whatever he was laying out? No, the- I
0: think that was the next one. Okay. Um. They're they're you know what they're blending in my head since he did go twice. I do want to point out I discovered that it, it's Ryan's Nemeth's music that I love so much for the Wingmen. Pretty Peter's works too, but I think Nemeth's is better when they come out as a group because they all dance to it. Just my my nitpick.
2: Well, either way. I mean, Kate, you don't mind ever seeing pretty Peter Avalon. Of I know that. Of
1: course, much. I love seeing pretty Peter Avalon because he's so pretty and charismatic and wonderful, and he has great clothes, and I love him. I would be his lady in red, but I'm alive, so.
2: And you're not Jack A.
1: I know That's I'm right. not
2: Jack K. You're not Jack K. Thanks and for
1: reminding me I'm not Jack K. Ryan.
2: And you're not Blue Pants either. He's pining after Blue Pants again. I uh, leave a Bates, right? Uh, you so, guys don't have
1: to remind me of my unrequited love for Peter Avalon. Listen, second only to my unrequited love for Coke Banna.
0: Which is second only to your unrequited <laughs> love for CM Punk. Which is second only to your unrequited love for MJF.
2: And Eddie Kingston,
1: but yeah, I mean, yeah, Eddie is there, but that's not. i not like in love with CM Punk. He's just like my dude. But like, how do you not want to bring Cole Cabana home to your mom? Come
2: so on. then, Kate, like, so you don't want to go, like, you don't want to bone CM Punk. You just like want to hang out with him yes. and like be buds. To
1: go to like an H2O concert with CM Punk. And I want him to just cut promos on people in my life. I want any time I'm pissed off and I had a bad day like today, he's just there and is like, "I'm going to cut a promo." Wait a minute, wait a dumb minute, dumbass electricity.
0: you, you You'd rather CM Punk cut the promo over Eddie
1: Kingston? We were just talking about Punk, not over. But Eddie
0: Kingston is in your harem too.
1: Yeah, but we're married.
0: <laughs> okay, I got to move. You on. You are
1: asking me about CM Punk. I'm answering you about CM Punk. No, I want him. We're in my talking life about to all your shows. loves. Well, that's different. That's a lot. Eddie Kingston, I want to defend my honor because <laughs> he's going to kill someone, as he has done in canon on the show. CM Punk, I want to go to shows with. Colt I just want to snuggle and hang out and like bring him to my parents. And Peter Avalon, how many times do I say it? I want to fuck Peter Avalon. <laughs> how have you not isolated this? That wasn't I mean, even fuck Mary Kill. My 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 husbandry stable is going wild, apparently.
0: He's <laughs> reverse Mormoningness. Yeah,
2: you've got yeah. quite a stud you've got quite a stud farm going
1: Why on. Why have sister wives when you can have uh, brother, brother husbands?
2: husbands? <laughs> That's yeah, that would be it. Brother husbands, I guess. That's
1: so fucking weird.
2: Oh my god. Oh, shit so so i think i mean honestly i think that pretty much covers the friday dark right the special dark it was pretty short you know there was it was an okay show to check out if you want to check some stuff out i will i will say this the one thing i would say to check well we'll we'll get to picks. we'll get to, to our kind of picks later so i'll save it um aew dark elevation or as ryan has dubbed it space and i'm gonna add the final frontier um this one was a Svelte 38 minutes. I mean, it's they've got elevation down to a really nice number. I'm good with 38 minutes.
1: 38 that, minutes, that, is digestible AF. Let's go. Give know, me a little appetizer of wrestling.
0: I'm told anything over five minutes is too long, but that could be a different discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but- tip.
1: Little tip of the elevation. No, this was
0: this was this was actually in funny enough, almost bordering on too short. Like I think forty five minutes is the sweet spot, forty five minutes to an hour, depending on the matches. But I did enjoy this, so I I I will. I'm looking at Kate's
2: face.
1: What? (laughs) Why is everybody laughing at my face all the time?
2: (laughs) We're just listening to you talk, man. I mean, she just had this look on her face, like, yep, 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 yep for too too long too long all
0: i mean right, so listen gonna... uh,
2: listen. you said uh five minutes sometimes is too long and you said this feels too short i think you're starting i think you're I starting to drop in some, my head. some hints on us schlong we're not gonna bring it up uh no, no,
0: that's for later
2: let's move past it that's a different podcast i think that you need to talk about those things on
0: yeah all, all night schlong um so the big moment of this one is we we kind of all knew it was coming. And I'm glad it came, even though it, it is sad because I was I like the team and I like the members. But Joey Janela, as mentioned tonight on Dynamite, but Joey Janela has fully turned heel, that rap bastard. I hope he chokes on some milkers. And he attacked Sunny Kiss as Sonny was going out to the uh, they were going out for a tag match and he beat him up and then he beat him up in front of the fans. It was a really well done attack and honestly this is what they needed for both of them um janelle has been the best as this new heel and Sonny can use this feud as a real feud to help get himself over even if he loses it in the end it will help him by having his first real feud um and they were just getting lost as a tag team they never really did anything with them so so honestly if they built that tag team just to have them fall apart so that both can get a singles push out of it i'm okay with it um but they also showed it on dynamite which i really appreciated.
2: Yeah, it. uh, When Mrs. Money mentions during Dynamite when they play that clip, like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." Like, I'm like, "Wow, we're we're really uh, we're really breaking through the mainstream with the dark stuff." Like, uh, even Mrs. Money heard about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was a big. That was a big. We all kind of knew it was coming, but I, I was way good with the way that they pulled this off. You know, didn't even get down the ramp. The match never happened. Janela just kind of destroyed everybody and was a rat bastard. And if you're following him on social, I think he's kind of continuing this persona on social. He's basically saying this is because of all the, you know, like uh, piece of shit wrestling fans or, and marks out there. Uh, so, listen, this is a fun Joey. I think this is when Joey Janela gets fun, right? When he's really the bad boy. Uh, He's been the good boy for, for a while now. So I'm interested to see where this goes and maybe he'll, he'll push himself, you know, a little further, Uh, but you know, we'll see what happens. I was, I thought that that was an, an actually a nice segment in this show.
1: Yeah. It's a bad boy summer.
2: It is. I I mean, and you go
1: margaritas. Yeah. Ladies sucking on your nips. That's right. What was the third one?
2: Tanning on the beach.
1: I might have just been tanning on the beach,
2: yeah. Something like it. that. You think waxed he and waxed? No. I uh, well, he could be vaxxed, but I know that that's uh that's the wingmen. Uh they are vaxxed and waxed. I'm just pretty wondering pretty
0: if the wing the pretty summer and the bad boy summer, did they cross over? Do they No, there's a lot to talk
2: about. I don't know. Listen, uh you know Mar uh who is it? Marvez and Janela uh go into uh the strip clubs during the height of a pandemic uh, in Florida is a little dicey. So let's just hope those COVID tests uh, stay negative.
0: So I will move. I'm not going to talk much about this, but I just want to point out it was cracking me up that Kylan King was sat dead center behind the hard cam. And she did a great job of being a fan of just reacting to everything. So kudos to her for playing up that role that she, you know, they asked of her Um, because the fan attendance was weird on all these. I don't know when they were all filmed, the dark on Friday and the dark on Tuesday were both clearly after the fans had left. And this had some fans, but not a full house of them. So it was kind of weird. The real actually, I'm going to skip and come back to my real big thing and just point out real the two minor things. Not minor, because one of them involves a goddess, but two less than major things. First, um, Brian Cage versus uh, Ricky Shane Page. This was a squash. But it pointed two things out for our uh, Ricky Champagne. One, he's a big guy. Yeah. When you see him, when you see him stand across Cage and obviously not in the same shape, but just as big as him. And then even in the quick match, he gets over that he's a heel. He doesn't even do anything really that heelish. It's just his mannerisms. And I got to give him credit for that. A lot of people, I don't think, sell their mannerisms as well. And then the other thing I'm going to talk about before I get to my real big story of, of this dark is that Jade Cargo, Kate, seriously, shut the fuck up. Um, versus Amber Nova. Listen, we won her in the ring, and I'm super glad she got a win, but they did not try to showcase her at all. She got a quick boot, and all, I will say the flip she did on Amber Nova was really cool looking, but that's all they gave her. So I don't know what's going on there. It's kind of going to a further discussion. Are they worried she's too green? But at least they put her back in the ring.
2: Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I think that they're just trying to you know, kind of get her a squash win to make her seem like uh, this dominant force, you know, and I think she's still a little green. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. But I think this is the first step and something we've all been asking for. I mean, you know, Kate, we've all been saying we want to see her back in the ring. So, I, I mean, I was okay even seeing her just squash and it looked passable, you know, and you know, hopefully this will start to expand a little bit as we get her in the ring a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so a couple of things. Hey, I just shut got the fuck this. up.
0: I'm kidding. Go. Sorry. I haven't done that any time done? with Jay Cargo. She done? Yeah, she walked <laughs> in the
1: <laughs> Um, So I actually wanted to circle back to your point about Ricky Shane Page. He's great. He's really, really great. And I think deathmatch wrestlers get the shock and awe reputation, but he can regular wrestle. And he also is a very good storyteller. Like you were saying with those mannerisms, like you just know who this guy is. Um, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. I love the way he goes about his work. He's fantastic. Uh, and yeah, you know, what would help Jade look like a bonafide badass, not giving her a goofy ass manager, but <laughs> like, I just, if you want someone to look like a badass, have her do shit like that and don't divert into these weird ass smart Mark Sterling things. I feel like it detracts from the coolness.
0: In fairness, did Bobby Heenan ever look cool when he was managing any of his guys? Like, manager always kind of comes off as a dweeb when they have a really cool or badass person because if you have both yeah. a badass manager and a badass wrestler, one is kind of up, you know, over uh, upstaging the other, and it just doesn't look, work as well, at least in my opinion.
1: But he was so cerebral, like.
0: Oh, I'm not saying smart, Marcus Bobby Heenan. Trust me, there is a lot of differences I mean, there.
1: Like, I, dweeby, yes. Like, the goofiness I don't like. I don't feel like Heenan was goofy, and I feel like he was dweeby, but but smart. Like yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like pointing like out that managers
0: that aren't usually at the level of their, um, of their talent, because if they are, then they overshadow them.
1: That's fair, but I don't think Jade needs a manager just for the reason that you said. Like, if you're trying to make her a monster and badass she doesn't need anybody else if she's gonna be that bitch let her be that bitch however we are down this path with smart mark it is good to see her in the ring you want to deliver a big boot and get the fuck out of there sounds good to me jade cargill hopefully this builds somewhere hopefully something in the women's division ha- happens
2: well i will say this Thanks. uh you know uh a uh, uh, you know, a dude from uh Florida wearing red and yellow made a lot of money with the big boot and get the fuck out of there. So um that's
0: such a solid point.
2: Listen, brother. Um <laughs> you know, so and, and the other thing, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Kate. I totally hear your point and it's valid, but I will at least say this smart mark wasn't involved in the match, he didn't open his mouth, he didn't, you know. Uh, get involved in in the win or anything like that so i think that that's good i think if they use him right at some point where jade is clearly like this dominant figure and she's also sort of like this shitty heel who thinks she's better than you if they use him right as the manager who's like whoa 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 like we're not just gonna have this match for nothing you know what i mean and they start playing those types of cards where it's like you've got a do this you've got to do that where she's like clearly avoiding something and he's that hand to help get there then i think that that's okay he's but
1: that hand for that bitch
2: i <laughs> didn't even think about that but yes uh so like it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes at the, at the very least but this is the first step and i'll take it she's back in the ring to
0: further your point and i agree and also we she's not there yet but I could very well see him being used to take the beatings that would normally go to a heel. But if you're trying to keep her as a monster who doesn't take a beating, it wouldn't hurt to have him. You know, if Statlander will just say he uh face going after can't get a hold of Cargill, she destroys smart mark. The fans will cheer. Everyone will be happy, but she stays looking strong. I don't know yeah. if that's what they'll do, but you see that a lot.
2: Totally. I mean, listen, let's see where it plays out. This is step one. Uh, so, Hopefully we start to build on this. The only other thing I want to call out about elevation is um, Captain Sean Dean Uh, again versus PPA. Sorry, Kate, but Sean Dean had a pretty quick match here. I was actually sort of surprised how quickly they got Captain Sean Dean in and got the win. I mean, the people were into it because there was a crowd for this. So the people were into it. Um, And, you know, uh I mean if you're gonna have him kind of win in a fashion like this, PPA is probably the guy to do it against because he makes he makes great faces and, and he'll sell. So I think that it was a, a good choice. Um but yeah, I was I was honestly for some reason a little surprised that Captain Sean Dean got the win in such a quick fashion. I don't know if you felt that way, uh Schlong.
0: I was, I was shocked because I mean, I was kind of surprised he won at all, but to basically win in a squash, but the fans were so into it. So clearly they were reading some, I mean, I like Sean Dean. I just didn't realize he was getting over to that level, but clearly they saw something that I wasn't seeing um, because as soon as he, he hit it, he was getting a lot of cheers. Um, I don't think this is the start of something huge for him, but if you can make him a solid mid car, that'd be wonderful. I think he's, he's got a good look to him and he's, you know, his stuff on a Sammy's log is always funny. So I think he can really, you know, he's got some talk to him just. just and Peter Avalon could take losses because he's he's one of those heels. It doesn't matter whether he wins or loses because he's so ridiculous. And he's got his wingmen that, you know, but he's enough of a name that Sean Dean beating him in a squash felt like something. Kate,
2: okay, does Sean Dean like do anything for you i mean i think he looks he's got a good look and he's got a good move set and he shows some promise in the ring like does he do anything for you and like where do they uh, you know like what do they what do they do with him you know what i mean because i think they could push him and he has some potential but what do they do
1: if you're in the ring with the prettiest person of all well you're gonna look good
2: you're gonna look great
1: prettiness is contagious you know what i mean <clears throat> so i mean that in every way possible um uh, no i really do like him i i don't know if he's like there yet but i think he definitely has potential i don't know i'm with you like i don't know where he fits in storyline wise right now i don't know if he joins a stable. i don't know like what the the move is for him but thankfully that's not my responsibility i i think he's he still has a little bit of work to do as far as fleshing out who he is in the space because everything is pretty clearly defined. I think other than, um, you know, I have my complaints about the death triangle or whatever, but like everybody in this world knows who they are. I feel like, so he just kind of needs to figure that out, but I definitely think he has potential. Um, I just don't know where you throw him in, but we got a whole other show coming, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe they got plans for that.
2: Uh, well, guys, I have to take a second here because I just received a note. Uh, I received a note. Uh, I got a message here, um, and I also have a-, a link. I was told to please play this. Uh, what? So, so, yeah, hang on. Uh, we're going to play this, and let's see what this is all about. He's back. Oh, my
1: goodness.
2: (laughs) Millionaire Matt, the invisible hand of the Mark Order podcast is back. Matt,
3: Uh, I failed everybody. I left my championship title out on the office
2: landing. I should have had that with me. Well, my God, buddy. Uh, It's okay. Listen, you're back where I mean, how have you
3: been? look i've been I've been many things uh, I've been a lumberjack uh I've been traveling the world. I was lost in Cleveland.
1: It's
2: very true um
1: you pulled a fire alarm at Seaton Hall, which we all know is real. Nellie's butthole. Oh, it's been so long.
3: Wow, I bet you she's never heard that before. <laughs> good girl, Nellie, good girl. I'm just happy she didn't step on anything while I was downstairs eating my dinner. And I'll uh, fuck everything up, but uh, yeah, I'm good. how are you guys doing?
1: Better You're now, good. buddy oh, good.
2: yeah, yeah, we are good uh it's it's nice to have you back. We've missed you um we've missed you, uh, but it sounds like you've had many adventures, uh, so I'm just glad that everything has worked out, and I guess you've you found your smile and your back,
3: sure, if you want to say that uh. <laughs> programming note i won't be joining you next week <laughs> <laughs> but if if any of the fans will be at the uh at the national pga golf event in jersey city wednesday through sunday stop by the pizza vita booth between the first hole and the fourth hole i'll be there slinging pies selling brews
1: or wow. if you're a wrestling fan that's going to wrestling instead. The schlong and I will be in Philadelphia on Friday for Ring of Honor. Come on
0: now. Not this Friday. No, oh, next Friday. Friday.
1: Next.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. Way to make it all about you, Kate. It's Matt's triumphant return and he's trying to promote where he's going to be. And you got to throw the wrong week out.
1: Yeah, but that's the same week. That's why Matt can't go to Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, I got confused the way she said
0: Friday.
1: Friday, oh, Friday, Matt was, Friday, Matt
2: was talking next week. I thought he was talking that well, we're all sorts of confused. Either way. We're just very um, excited
0: that Matt's back.
2: We are. I think we're excited he's back. He's cashing checks and snapping necks. He's drinking his uh half and half, his hard uh, Arnold Palmer. Uh so Matt, it's fun to have you back. Uh and and I have to say this. Um it is uh I ha- we have to give some props to Ryan Schlong, who's been filling in uh, for Matt uh, over the past few weeks. So, uh, Schlong, thank you. And, and I do have to say, Ryan, you're you're so good. You're so amazing. You're, you're a really good podcaster. Uh, and you're also really uh, handsome and have really nice hair. And we like you a lot. Um, so now the moment we've all been waiting for, Ryan will you join the Mark order podcast is our number four.
0: Well, I will join the, honestly, thank you so much. I, but I got lost in the fact that I want to be number 69. Cause it's got to go with schlong. But, uh, listen, I've, I've learned to lean into that, but uh, I'm, I'm touched. Not All the way Kate wants to be touched by
2: pretty Peter, but I'm touched. I was going to say, I hope you're not talking about what I think you're talking about. Jeez.
0: No, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, of course. I love this. This is uh, the most fun I have all week.
1: I'm just glad that we have the clarity that you are in the Mark Order and you're not like an alliance of the Mark Order or like a drunk cowboy that hangs out with the Mark Order all the
0: time. I'm not cool enough to be Hangman. I wish.
1: (gasps) Nobody is. Nobody is.
0: Well, well Matt actually applies more to Hangman than all of us.
1: <laughs> Hangman well, rules.
2: Schlong, um, welcome aboard officially. Uh, so uh, for everybody who's listening, uh, uh, Schlong really had no idea. We, I, I don't think he no, had any did. idea we were doing that. Um,
0: That's why my response sucked. I didn't you know it was kind
2: of caught <laughs> off guard, so thank you. It was a very
3: long, long tedious, thought out text chain. Uh, it was maybe five texts worth of of uh, conversation, but it was a wise choice, I think, made by us.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. You guys are the best.
1: Definitely uh, was, especially since Matt's going to be gone again next week. <laughs> I'll
3: be yeah. at the, look, man, who's going to serve the alcoholics their beer at six o'clock in the morning? That's you are, Matt. True.
1: You are.
3: Go get I don't him, know buddy. how golfers do it it's not it's the people i guess you're i don't even know golf fans do it i don't know
2: i don't um i can't the only the the only golf event i want to go to is uh in uh, augusta right in georgia like uh what is that Uh, the the masters the masters yeah sorry Uh, it's it's fucking late i've been losing all my words tonight i put in every year for the masters and i haven't gotten it yet i'm gonna hit it one year all right
1: if you're losing your words and you have me and Matt on this episode. This is gonna get bad.
2: Well, sorry. I'm gonna
3: let you in on a secret. This is not the first time Anthony has seen me today.
2: No, it's oh. not. I actually saw Matt earlier. Yeah, so uh, so Matt was in my neck of the woods against Sling uh, and Pies, uh, and we bought uh, we bought baby A over. I told Matt he almost didn't make it because he was not being very good today uh so uh we bought him over and uh matt what was the um what was the critique of the pizza from the baby a today
3: you crushed it you, you crushed are. it notice my eddie tattoos Ooh. Right. put told me the spider the fake spider was a fake spider not to be worried that's right that's good it took him that's a right. couple couple attempts to throw the wood in the oven
2: Yeah, not very good with the wood throwing today, but...
3: That's okay. Yeah, he figured it out. Usually, he throws the wood before he eats the pizza. Today, he ate the pizza, then he threw the wood, so he's probably starting to get tired.
2: Matt, he ate... I I shit you not, he ate that whole fucking pizza himself.
3: I watched him eat, like, the last three slices.
1: Wait, how old is he again? Four. Four. He's four. He's four, and he ate the whole pizza? He's four. (laughs) That rules. Hey, Mike Freeland's in the chat, by the way, just so you know, Matt. Hi, Mike. What
3: oh, up? Yeah. And I also, I think, with all due respect to Anthony and his wonderful family, uh the highlight of my night was when I left early because of the rain, and I saw three bears.
1: Whoa!
2: So
3: i
1: uh, yes. three bears right now.
3: So that was pretty. That was pretty. I was wild. waiting for
2: that. I was. I was just gonna say, Matt is not talking about Bear Bronson or Bear oh. Boulder or me. He saw three actual bears. How close
0: were they to your house? Just out of curiosity.
3: They were not anywhere near my house. I was leaving the the Avalon in Bloomingdale, and I made a quick left out of the parking lot and went about half a mile down the road. And I said to my co-pilot, holy shit, those are bears. <laughs> <laughs> and then he is from, like, Guatemala, so, and he has never seen, like, a bear, so he was quick to get his phone out. But by the time we had gotten to where the bears were, they had to hop the guardrail and were kind of in the woods, so you couldn't see them so great, but... We weren't getting out of the truck. So
1: they made a mistake by not going to your house. You got a nice setup.
3: I don't want any got bears hung up at the
1: fire pit. House.
0: That's why I asked. It's like you don't want them by your house. So I was hoping you saw them far away. Yes, I
3: saw them very <laughs> far away, closer to Anthony's house than my house.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just so Ann and his kid are in danger. It's fine.
2: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we, you know, I'm I, lucky and luckily enough, we've never seen them in our neighborhood. We've heard, you know, in other areas close by there's been some bear sightings but none here so nothing to worry about just yet. But we'll see. Oh shit. There it is. Oh it's Matt, Matt,
1: did you lose power last night?
2: No. You know what? I lucked out. I uh what
3: <laughs> I was talking to Anthony and Gina and Baby A and I was like tell them a story and I was like I was bored last night and baby is like why? <laughs> And I was like, uh, I don't, I was just bored. I don't know.
1: Gosh. Yeah. Asking the tough questions.
2: And Matt went through his night and Matt, Matt said something like I finished what I was watching on Netflix and I was about to ask, I I was Matt. The question that was about to come out of my mouth was what serial killer documentary were you watching? But I know know if I, if I, what, go ahead. It
3: was not, it was not a serial killer documentary. Bob Ross. No, it was not Bob that, Ross. is not on Netflix. It was that's an act- the Peacock. I felt I don't know the word. You know, I don't want to go off on a down the rabbit hole here, but I'm sure I'll get my balls busted for this. Um, Thirteen Reasons Why is a Netflix documentary that I somehow started watching a couple of years ago, and then I just caught up on it the last like two weeks. I
0: don't think it's an actual documentary. I think it's uh, a no, show. No, it's,
3: a, it's a series. I don't know why I said documentary. I was gonna
0: say.
1: Isn't but it it doesn't like involve a death, so preteen girl like a, series.
3: No, it's not. There's. I don't know if it's a girl series, but it is. It's a teenager series about a girl who kills herself, and she leaves a bunch of cassette tapes as to why she killed herself, and then everyone gets intertwined, and then it kind of goes off the rails. <laughs> so,
1: not murder documentary, but people are still definitely dead.
3: Mike freelance about Mike that. Freelance has good series. He watches it. See.
1: Oh well. well. If Mike Freeland watches it. I, I thought I
3: was re- going to get my balls busted hard on that, so. <laughs> I,
2: I, I've never watched it. I really don't know anything about it. I don't judge.
1: And you know what uh, I was
3: going to do, Ant? I was going to take a picture of my recycling bin because I opened uh, Series 6 and unmatched. And then I put all the empty boxes in the recycling bin. And I threw a bunch of other empty boxes out that I didn't need
2: interesting all right
1: yeah, well overflowing i'm assuming
3: it was full like there was like i don't know why i saved like the uh because i have two of everything so i'm like why am i saving these boxes for like the blood brothers like what's the sure. point there's just taking up fucking valuable real estate
1: yeah i mean i don't get the point of any of it so <laughs> thank. Well,
2: I can give you an update here on my end. So all of my stuff is still in boxes. I don't get doubles like Matt. I just leave them in the box. Never to see, never to feel the the air of the world around them. Um, But, uh, you know, I think I've said it before here. I have a closet downstairs in my mother-in-law's living space that she said, I don't need this closet. You can put all of your like collectible stuff in here. So like, It is full of Ghostbuster stuff and some wrestling stuff. It really doesn't have much wrestling in there. So I've been just stacking these boxes like in my office and there's even some in my room. They're all over the fucking place. But um, this weekend, my mother-in-law goes, oh, I have a present for you. I was like, oh, okay. And she walks me over to uh, like a coat closet she has and she opens it up and she goes, here's another closet for you. And I was like, Oh, that's not a good, it's like, that's not a good sign or people are like, I know you need more closet space for your shit.
1: We call that enabling.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't need a storage space just yet. We're getting close. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't opened any of them. I got my series six, something else just shipped today, man. I don't know what it is. It might be the ring, nice. Um, but I don't know. Oh, I've good. got, I've got two rings coming. One that we're def, one we're gonna open. So that was one. I was like, okay, I'm gonna give him the ring. And then I ordered him a Luchasaurus too, but it's on back order. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Something's coming. Nice. But Matt, just so you, know, I stopped from asking that question about Netflix because I know the question that would have followed that up would have been from Baby A. What's a serial killer? But I don't know how a, to explain it.
3: I wouldn't. I, I'd like to think I. I wouldn't have said serial killer in front of a four-year-old child.
2: No, no, no. I was going to ask you. Oh, you weren't just going to be like, what are you watching on Netflix?
0: Just a dude who eats a lot of cereal.
1: (laughs) Well played.
2: He kills that cereal. Uh, But then, you know, with my luck, he'll go to preschool next month and be like, yeah, I'm a serial killer. You know,
1: (laughs) What do you want to be for Halloween? A A baby serial killer. killer.
2: I mean, he does want an Ozzy Osbourne backpack, so that's pretty cool. He does ever? He does. Uh, unfortunately, it does not exist. We checked. Um I'm like you can it. order stuff from Etsy or stuff like that super expensive. So my uh Mrs. Money is going to uh get some Ozzy Osbourne patches and just like sew them on or iron them onto his backpack.
3: I'll get so. I'll get your kids some patches too. A Slayer patch an Overkill patch.
2: You know, don't worry about the Slayer. Maybe I think he some. likes the aesthetic of Slayer. We haven't played too much Slayer for him. I'm not a huge Slayer fan. Maybe I know someone, that might come uh, as a shock, but. I told your wife today.
3: It's a shame your kid wasn't into. Um...
2: What is this? Uh-oh. Oh, your brother wants to come into the show. Well, tell him to fucking hit the bricks.
3: You're out. Um, I told your, your wife, too. It's a shame he's not a Kiss fan because uh, Gene Simmons has everything out there.
2: He, believe it or not, he does like KISS. Uh, we are not big KISS fans, but from Ozzy's Boneyard, he gets to hear a lot of KISS. And he has seen what they look like and he is way into it. Uh, so who this doesn't... Is perfect
0: for a four-year-old.
2: I was just going to say, who doesn't like clowns who's, who do rock and roll, right? Exactly. Look,
3: I think Kate's with me on this. Um... Do I... Stop, Danny. Nobody wants you in here. Um... Uh, Kiss is. I'm okay with. I'm good with Kiss.
1: Early Kiss, I like. Self-titled Kiss is great. The earlier stuff is good. Pre I'm, them taking off the face paint. Weirdly, is the stuff that I like.
2: I'm gonna maybe blow your mind here, uh, Matt and Kate and Schlong. Maybe you two. Uh, if I had to pick a time uh, that I would choose to listen to Kiss, it would be f- face paint off. Kiss when what? they go like. When they go like 80s rock cheesy kiss.
1: Get out of town and take a bus.
3: I believe if you listen to the Shining Wizards wrestling podcast, that is Chris Jericho's favorite era of kiss.
2: Well, look at that. Me and the goat have something in common.
1: What have you become?
2: Oh, Jesus. Um, Before
1: we jump back in the
3: AEW, Mike Freeland wants to know, Question for the panel Best live concert attended?
2: Oh, God in heaven. Uh, Kate, you can go first.
1: Uh, Seven Dust Acoustic Store Tour at Highland Ballroom is up there with Deftones Ever Anywhere with John Mayer at Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Did
3: you just name like four different bands?
1: I know. I guess. If I had to choose anything, it would probably be I saw Deftones at Coney Island. That that's probably the best live show I ever saw. Uh,
2: so I I see the Deftones anytime, anywhere I can because they're like my favorite band. Uh, but uh, one of the first times I saw them might have been I I have to say I think maybe the Roseland Ballroom. Um, it was like back to school tour with, like during White Pony era taproot opened for them the opening act the opening acts were were very of the time uh but like i remember people were jumping off the balcony like from the bands like they were climbing the balcony and then jumping off them that was a pretty wild show i wouldn't say it's the best ever but just a little deftone side story anyway um one of the uh, I don't, this is a tough one because i i saw metallica s&m at the garden that was a great show and that was like a one-time only deal. My f- my favorite show probably ever, though. Um, Kill Switch Engage at Saint Vitus Bar in New York City a couple year- years ago. God, maybe it's like ten years at this point. But they did a five-night residency in New York City, where five nights they played five different venues. They played like the Bowery, uh, Saint Vitus. Uh, I remember that. We did four of the five nights. Um, and St. Vitus was definitely the coolest because that room is just so small. And, like, you're pretty much pushed up, you know, against the stage. And, I mean, I've been in show, at shows like that, but they're just so good. And uh, that was probably my favorite attended show. Yeah. I'm Songs probably the worst to answer
0: this. Yeah, I wish. No, um, I'm not <laughs> a... He- like, you guys are all much more into music than I am. I pretty much have only really... I mean, I've seen a bunch couple different people in concert but mainly go to see dave matthews oh, I Matthews mean, is
1: great life he,
0: he is, is great life. Life. i will also say great this talent. i saw him one year where his opening act was n-e-r-d um,
1: oh my god
0: and they were awesome
1: n-e-r-d is fantastic i have a friend who went to see dave matthews and for the second half he brought out james brown like dave matthews does really cool shit on tour
2: so that's so i mean that i'm just not
1: butter, but that's a good one for not a music guy, that's a damn good choice.
2: I mean, did you have your puka necklace on and your uh, bir- your Birkenstocks? You got a big, yeah, big course. wad of patchouli
3: jammed in your fucking asshole. You wow. fucking job. We talk about
1: wrestling use. again. Once Matt starts talking about patchouli in your asshole, I'm ready to... I mean, so what I Kate,
3: did, the most Kate didn't heart. bring up the Mount Rushmore of who shits no. you want to buy on Monday no. Night Show.
0: Hold on a second. I just want to go back to Dave Matthews. The funny thing about it is if you go to a Dave Matthews show, it's not that stereotype that's there. It's all frat boys and stuff. Like, that's who's the Dave Matthews. And I unfortunately look like one, even though I wasn't. So I kind of did fit in. But it's not like the puka shell, like hippie type. It's all frat
1: people. Yeah. It's pop collars because I dated one, and we went to a Dave Matthews Show, and they all had boat shoes on and his same button down shirt. I don't know how I didn't think it would work out.
2: <laughs> I definitely saw him twice uh, back in the day. <laughs> uh, I was forced to go. Well, I said I'll go to the shows. I was, you know, dating somebody, and those were my fucking nightmare. On uh, <laughs> a good is- show. It was my goddamn uh, nightmare. Uh, And I uh, was lucky enough that I think my sister was also at those shows, or at least one of them with friends of hers in attendance, who just kept passing me beer and like, you know, those yard margaritas. And that's, that's all I remember is drinking the beer and the margaritas. So I guess it was a good show.
3: What was the best show out of the thousand darks that were this week?
2: <laughs> well, fun thing you bring that up, Matt. We were just actually getting to the last of the darks, um, which would have been uh, AEW Dark on Tuesday, uh, as Schlong called it, where Bezos went. Is that the the um, the, uh, the seventeen match dark? Yes, uh, episode one hundred one and one hundred two, according to uh excalibur and taz they only had 101 uh shows to go uh, or or, uh, i'm sorry 101 matches to go uh but yes that that was that show there was a couple of good things in there a couple of good matches long what do you got
0: um i'll be real quick on this because we don't really the entire dark order had matches so they're always fun in their trios um uh hercule i'm sorry hikulay was there um as I call Mang's son. Uh, uh, Matt's got a comment. I could see it. I have not, uh, you, you went in. I was like, Are you going to criticize say me? Mang
3: like mang. I say Sting.
0: Yeah, I do. I can't help it. Um, Daniel Garcia versus Fuego del Sol. This fucking
2: guy. Seriously, uh,
0: I love Fuego, but also it shows that they're still using Daniel Garcia as they did tonight and, uh, two So they weren't just a one episode uh, thought. And anything else worth talking about? Bear Country. Oh yeah, that was the big big point. Where Bear Boulder's back and Bear Country's back, and they and they're as far as I can tell the only real uh, like big team, big guy team in the entire tag division. So it's really good to see them back. And Bear Boulder looked awesome. I mean, I picked two guys up at one point, so clearly going out to show that he's you know he, he's he's uh, a he's all good. So that was that was the exciting thing of uh, this dark.
3: Yeah, I really, uh, when I do my notes on Monday nights for the the Wizards podcast, and I go through, um, I get all my news from the Meltzer website, when I see, like, 17-match dark announcement, I'm like, oh, like, what? I I didn't even know there was a dark Friday night. I think I texted Kate and Anthony. I'm like, because I was home. I was like, is dark on tonight? Yeah, it was.
2: It was a short hour episode, I think, to prep you to kind of get used to the time, uh, watching wrestling, but it was a pretty easy show. Um, I will say this, um, just to jump back real quick to 2.0 and, uh, Daniel Garcia, I still, and I probably maybe should have done some light research. I don't know, because I have a podcast that I talk on, but, uh, every time they talk about them, they keep talking about them arriving in AEW. So it makes me think that they're on some sort of trial or per appearance at the moment. Maybe they're not like a hundred percent signed, but I don't, I think they're, they're good talent. I mean, listen, I wish they would sign Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I wish they would take care of that. Uh, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them take Daniel Garcia. Uh, They have a very crowded tag division. So I don't know, can I see them hanging on to 2.0 long-term? I mean, it wouldn't be terrible because they're an established team who's worked together, but there's just so many tag teams that I don't know if they need another one. So I don't know what's going on with 2.0 or Daniel Garcia, um, but it seems like they're there for some sort of, you know, know, run of appearances of some sort. I mean, they're on Dynamite tonight. They're going to be on Dynamite next week, right? So they're not just showing up, you know, uh, on a one appearance.
0: I, I think they also play in a part of, is there going to be a trios title or not? If there's a trios title, they make a lot of sense. Um, that Cause that lightens up the load on the, just a, the tag division. And I don't, obviously I'm, there's only one member of this team who has uh, insider knowledge anymore. In now, but uh, I, I think we're may not be officially all elite, but he's probably at their highest level below that because they're clearly involving him. In a lot of different, you know, things, he's part of uh, best friends in terms of their all their matches, and he's Dynamite, and he's doing all the the vlogs and stuff. So they, they I, I don't think they'd invest this time and energy into him uh, to not sign him. Plus, with NXT just turning into a shit show, that turns one co- competitor of signing him just gets them out of the way. So it's really between ROH and and uh, AEW, and if AEW continues to use him this way. I can't see him leaving.
1: Yeah. And I don't think there's any pressure on that. Cause ROH just doesn't have dates right now. They have the show we're going to for two nights and they have uh death before dishonor and, and nothing else announced. So um, I don't think there's a rush. And he was also, I think appearance based there. So I think AEW can, can kind of sit comfortably with the hand they were dealt. I don't feel like impact is like the best spot for Wheeler Yuta. I think AEW Dynamite makes sense. He also very well could be signed and not announced, or he could be on a tier deal like people were doing when they were working MLW and crossover. So uh, it's just such an open industry and field right now. But uh, I love Daniel Garcia a lot. <laughs> he's, I think, 22 years old, and I just like that he's uh, a pretty technically rooted dude uh, who's more Matt Technician-y style, I guess. And I, I feel like AW could probably use a little bit more of that. I, I'm very impressed by how good he is and how young he is. But we can also talk about that later tonight because that match was a banger.
3: And if yeah. you're a fan of Wheeler and Daniel Garcia, they went 60 minutes this weekend and uh, for the IWTV heavyweight championship that uh, Wheeler Utah holds. Uh, and I heard it was an unbelievable match. So you could find an hour. I know that's a lot to ask of people, but it's definitely worth going out of your way uh, to check it out.
2: Well, um, I think we've gotten through pretty much everything on dark, uh, Shlong, Um, you got anything you would definitely say like one from each show you would check out uh, your ribs for her pleasure picks of the week, which I hate to break it to you. Schlong, coming in full time. This, uh, this bit may have run its course. Uh,
0: it's, it never runs its course, but uh, the first, I mean, this was, again, as we talked a very squash heavy uh, week of the darks. I think for the Friday one, it'd be Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers versus their people only because Dante Martin hit a awesome flip stunner that I just think if you're going to go watch something, that's the thing to go watch. Cause I thought that was really good for the elevation. Um, Lucha Brothers versus the Sidels is probably the match. Obviously, two established teams that really had a good time. And then for the two-hour dark that just was starting to be a drain, I'm, I'm I'm gonna actually say that you're probably best going with Private Party versus the Best Friends, uh, Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Utah They actually gave them time, and all those guys could perform at high levels, and I. We were just talking about him. I'm going to say it here since it's my pick of the night. Uta replacing Trent while Trent has hurt has been a great call because it's kept that team around, and he's different than Trent, so you don't feel like, what are they doing? They're just, you know, it it feels natural.
2: Matt, did you want to say something that looked like you're gearing up?
3: I have nothing to say.
2: (laughs) You leaned in, my fault. You do.
3: spelled my name wrong. God damn rename sorry go about your business
2: <laughs> well at least you spelled the map part right yeah my... well um all right well i mean I, honestly we've been through the darks um so we do have a lot to catch up on from tonight uh i think we're at that point matthew what's up uh what do you need for what me? butt stuff is that what you said are we doing butt stuff i'll tell you what my wonderful amazing
3: wife Right now, she is in the bathroom over here. She is giving, uh, she's ta- she's removing our current toilet seat. She's installing a brand new toilet seat with a bidet, so I don't have gross butt stuff anymore. Yeah.
0: Wow. I'm not gonna lie, that story took me places because you start with butt stuff, and it said my lovely wife,
3: yeah.
1: And
0: then you said she's in the bathroom. I mean, you were you were taking the mind on a. That's
1: what I do. You went buddy. on a journey. Maybe I've been doing not. this
3: for 10 years. I know how to capture the mind and Ozzy Osbourne's poop in the shape of a bat. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. All right. On that note. Oh, I got to <laughs> play um, the
3: commercials, right?
2: Yeah. Why don't we go to commercials? Uh, Do you want and... me to
3: play the tip of the schlong outro? Is that a thing
1: anymore? Yes.
2: No, 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 no. no. Nope.
1: Come on. No, it so long. It's, it's not a thing.
2: It's not a thing. He's not doing run-ins anymore. But no, I am that schlong. It, it's okay. We uh schlong. you know, I- I'll say this because uh this week rampage is starting. So this show will be eight hours long if no. we talk about all of this shit. So uh schlong, maybe it's something we can do like a separate tip of the schlong thing.
1: Oh one figure more out a way schlong. to get it out. One more schlong. One bon- one
2: bonus schlong. Some bonus schlong oh, extra content. Schlong. Can
0: yeah, we please right. isolate Kate Channing one more schlong just to <laughs> You know, for use.
1: Obviously, we're not isolating anything on the show because I've said I was going to fuck Peter Avalon like so many times and nobody's dropped it. I just
2: I just have I'm I'm astonished (laughs) at the egos on this show. My God. What? Uh, uh Shlong wants to isolate audio uh because he's got uh chanting of his name and his intro. I think and his you're outro. Well, hold on a second, hold on a second. And everybody's interpreting that. Everybody's pumping up Kate because they're doing puns and she's flipping her hair and all and this
1: bullshit. Hey, you're misinterpreting
0: that. I don't care that she's chanting my name. I wouldn't be using it in context of this podcast. I want to just randomly show people Kate ch- chanting up. I want more Schlong. And have them have no idea that that's a name I'm going by. So it just looks like she wants more schlong.
2: I'll say this, schlong, it might be something for you and I to do as an added uh, kind of fun thing. But we should find different clips of Kate and piece them together <laughs> to have her just... Because she definitely said, remember, uh, Kate has admitted that uh, her name is Catherine. Matt, she admitted that last week. Her name is Catherine. I miss- she said it.
1: Oh, if anybody understands misspeaking, it's Matt.
2: I really miss the mute power. Um I was going there but I decided I know. to pull, pull back the reins there.
1: New kids on the block had a bunch oh. of kids, Chad.
2: All right, you thank you, Matt. You're so, welcome. um she said her name is Catherine. Uh she did admit that she doesn't use condoms. Um uh, we could put you know. that all
3: together. like we could string that all yes. together. Like, I want Schlong. I didn't use condoms. I want to fuck Peter Avalon. Like we could just Yeah, you're
1: them. never even here and this is what you right. bring back
2: this is a good production meeting i like it i think we should do it we're gonna to have to comb through hours of content um to find that so hey and if anybody's looking for old you know shows or to catch up you can hear us on spotify apple google uh you know pretty much any podcast uh forum uh we're also join the mark order Go in there. You can find all of our old shows, catch up in the archives, uh, hear all of our hijinks. Uh, But if you're going to check us out, then maybe you should check out some of the other shows that are part of the wonderful shining wizards network.
3: Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years, but when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed.
0: So grab a lemmy, join
2: your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pits. you recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Reya and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast,
0: live every week on rantemradio.com. Get all our episodes over at
2: iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and... Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TerranBubbleThrowbacks.com.
3: Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you?
2: Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news?
3: Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use?
2: Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly
3: stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack de-platform us.
2: And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network.
3: Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say?
2: What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network.
1: We're three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling
2: Night in Canada, eh?
3: All right, we're back. Eh? 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 uh be sure to check out all those fine programs on the Shining Wizards Network. And of course uh words I don't know why I don't even know why I took over the uh the comeback. But we're back. We're gonna talk AEW Dynamite, but of course, first and foremost, we have to talk Kate's favorite thing. She's not even here for it. Coincidence? Quinky dink? I don't think so. The AEW rankings.
2: I have to tell you, Matt, all we've we've heard about for weeks is how we should be wrapping the rankings and doing this. I'm like, man, the rankings wrap didn't move the needle, Uh, you know, and she won't wrap them. She will not wrap them when you're not here. I don't know why. I don't know why either,
3: but let's get through the rankings because I don't. I'm kind of starting to uh, the rankings are starting to turn on me.
2: There is, uh, so we can go through the men's division pretty quick, right? Uh, number one, Christian Cage, two, Darby Allen, three, Orange Cassidy, four, Jungle Boy, five, Powerhouse Hobbs. There's you know, nothing, uh, I think shocking about the number one ranking, uh, and we'll see more on that later. Um, in the women, number one, Thunder Rosa, number two, Chris Statlander, three, Red Velvet, four, Tay Conti, five, Hikaru Ishida. Um so Chris Statlander jumped up uh clearly we can see they're kind of pushing her on the darks. Uh Red Velvet is getting her title shot and she will very likely uh lose on Friday. How dare you? Uh well, I mean listen, in Brisbane, in Brisbane
1: all um, places.
2: Seriously. Um so I mean she'll probably drop back out, but I think uh the tag team division is really the head scratcher for all these rankings. Uh, number one is Jurassic express. I have to call out here. The Jurassic express is nine and one. Number two is the varsity blondes. They are at 16 and four. Uh, number three is private party. They're eight and one. And then we have the Lucha brothers and FTR both are six and oh. So, um, It's just kind of weird uh, because like there was no reason for the varsity blondes to kind of drop. I mean, listen, I know there's all this stuff going on with Max Caster and we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, You know, and I think that's kind of where they were going with the varsity blondes. You know, uh, the acclaimed aren't even in the rankings this week. And again, we'll talk about that later, but like these rankings are really fucking weird to me. And I know we could, you know there there doesn't matter but i think this is the most glaring spot where like it's kind of like what the fuck are they doing like there's no sort of storytelling to do with these rankings in the tag division i mean the other ones you can sort of make cases for here and there like based on what's going on storyline but man with the tag division there's nothing
3: um you should just throw them out the window the rankings all of them
2: You know, Matt, what could we do to make the rankings better?
3: Just get rid of them.
2: Nelly, go. Nelly, go. Yeah.
3: Nelly's being annoying. She's annoying me. She's annoying Rhiannon.
2: Well, listen, I want to make sure you get your...
3: Nelly is
2: the rankings. Oh! Just running around, showing the butthole to whoever wants to see it. And then, you know, it's gone. That's it. All right. Why did you lock well, her in
3: here with me? Sorry,
1: Matt. What is happening? It looks like there's a. It looks like the haunted hotel room. The way you're looking around the room. Is uh, it haunted again, Matt?
3: It is. It's haunted. <laughs> Nelly.
2: Uh. So anyway, let's move on to dynamite tonight. Yeah, um, do it. Rock a
1: just also go back to the fact that I've been saying that the rankings suck for a really long time. And now you guys are coming around to that idea?
0: I, I didn't
3: think say I think that. I'm the only one that came around on it, Kate.
1: Air high five. There's you.
0: actually a really easy way to fix the rankings. If anyone, you just add the word power, power, power. rankings,
1: power rankings.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Um, Sorry,
0: and but I'm just being realistic. You call them power rankings yeah. instead of like you know real rankings, and they can fluctuate, and no one really cares. But
1: MLW does them. ROH does them. It's not that hard. Just make them matter.
0: I'll tell
3: you, ROH, though, they make theirs matter.
1: Yeah, so does MLW. I mean, uh, ROH uh, does it the best.
3: Look, here's a hot take for you. MLW sucks. Okay?
1: That's not that hot of a take. Okay? MLW,
3: <laughs> not great. Does anyone really give a shit about filthy Tom Lawler and his goons against Devon Eric's again? It's been going on for two years now. I'm done. I'm out. King Mo sucks. Tell a friend. The also, only the glares- Regents... The only bright spot in MLW, the shining star, the beacon of light, the only thing that gives us hope as wrestling fans, Hammerstone.
1: Hammer, collision course with Fasu, and I like the new LAX stuff. And but I this like, isn't an MLW. Not. And I like
3: Richard Holiday. Shout out to Richard Holiday.
1: Of course, yeah, no.
3: Sorry, let's talk about some dynamite and uh, and the excitement surrounding All Out.
2: Schlong, you got cut out.
1: Sorry,
3: Schlong. Sorry. Shlong. Sorry. I'm used to you just being a fill-in, so now I have to give you the proper respect <laughs> since you're going to eventually t- take my spot.
0: No, it's Kate's spot I'm taking, let's be clear. But it, my point was they were trying to use the rankings properly, and that's where the Max Caster stuff comes in because you were having the Varsity Blondes and the Acclaimed fight over their, their ranking spot, and then it just went, you know they killed it instantly when that went away. So they've tried a couple times, but overall, you know, this one unfortunately got hit with uh, some outside stuff.
1: If they don't use Bowens, I'm going to be pissed.
3: I thought he was on uh, the Unrestricted podcast this week or last week.
1: Was he? I think
3: he was.
2: I I don't recall. I don't remember. Uh, I think Reba was on Unrestricted like last week. Or
3: maybe
2: of luck. Well, Matt's gonna look it up, but let's start talking about Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite live from Britsburg, Pennsylvania tonight. Uh, as they are uh, about to premiere Rampage on Friday night in Britsburg. Uh, so, uh, we uh open the show. Uh, now they did uh, have a memorial graphic for Bobby Eaton. So they're paying respect to Bobby Eaton right off the top. And then once we get into the actual show, uh, we get a promo from MJF and Wardlow. Uh, MJF calls Chris Jericho out and says that uh, Jericho can't beat him. Uh, He's gone through more than he can bear trying to get the match against uh, MJF. And it's to the point where uh, MJF feels bad that he's about to get uh, stopped an arm's length away from the finish line by the fastest, most volatile big man in the business that MJF has ever seen. Um, But let's say uh, MJF says by the grace of God, by some grace of the Greek gods that Jericho vanquishes the Titan and gets the match against MJF. Uh, He goes through all that just to find out he's still better than him. Uh, Well, Wardlow says he's almost definitely going to beat him, but MJF points out that Wardlow did fail to beat Cody Rhodes uh, uh, in the cage. And Mr. Mayhem uh, crushes an apple in his bare hands because he's frustrated. So um, it's sort of, listen, I, I like this this promo, but I thought it was sort of weird that Max is like needling the guy who's supposed to do the job. Uh, and there is sort of like that seed of, of doubt within his own uh, stable. I, I just thought it was a little weird that he would do that. Uh, but he's a heel, so I kind of get it. Uh, Kate, you're making faces. What did you think of this?
1: I thought the weird part was he was just eating an apple. <laughs> that was a little weirdo. We didn't see Chavo Gar- or uh, Carlito come out, rather. Um, guess he likes apples, but I almost interpreted that as like him getting him pumped up a little bit beforehand. Like, don't fuck this up. Let's go. Um, but, I mean, that was my complaint with this from the beginning, is Jericho was going to win, right? And Uh, Wardlow hasn't been able to get it done against Cody, against Hager so um, I think it was good that they acknowledged that and that they did it in a way that seems kind of justifiable but uh, we'll talk about the rest of it when the match actually happens but promo is fine MJF is great Um, they don't usually start with promos, it's usually right in the ring so when they do I think I pay attention more it worked
2: Uh, Schlong, any issues with this opening promo? Did you, you, to Kate's point, they don't often do this. Do you, when you see it from AEW, do you dislike them opening with like an interview or something backstage?
0: No, because it's not common. So it's just a change of pace, which isn't bad to do that every now and again. I would also challenge anyone to find someone eating an apple, not to be a heelish move. Pretty sure in every movie, the guy who's eating an apple ends up being the bad guy. Just kind of how it goes. So that was what he was doing. Think about the, they usually use a knife, and they're usually cutting it with a knife and eating it off the knife. But they're always just the the bad guy eating an apple. I don't know why, but uh, overall, it's, it's fine. I mean, I,
3: shit.
0: I don't know if this is actual descent in the pinnacle, but it would be nice to have a little bit because I think Wardlow's been doing this for a while and probably could use a breakout because he's kind of running the course here. But we'll, I'm I'm willing to wait that out.
2: Matt, anything you'd like to add about this uh, this this interview? Um, yeah, we didn't get screaming MJF. Does that bother you?
3: No, no. I thought the interview was fine. I had more of an issue with the um, the the very uh, unceremoniously boring announcement they made about the All Out main event that followed this. Which well, is, it was kind of like. Hey, we're in Delaware.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, it, it, and that's the funny thing, Matt is like, I don't even, uh, I don't remember, uh, where they kind of like make that announcement. Like, I don't remember if it happened right after this, like before they were, uh, going to the match, but they just kind of slipped it in there. Um, that like, yeah, Christian Cage is gonna get a title shot at all out.
3: Yeah, and then like, oh, here's the elite against the Seidel brothers and Dante Martin, big action here. Don Callis is gonna join us now. And you're like, wait, what? What happened? And I was like, yeah. That's really now let me ask you all a question. What 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 does this mean for the Adam Page? Like, is Adam Page leaving the the speculation? Is uh the Cowboys going to be a daddy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had heard uh, those types of rumors because I think he's got another uh, kid on the way right around all out. Uh, the rumors were that he might not even be at the pay per view. Um, listen, I don't, I don't mind them. We said it last week, Matt. I, this whole story with Hangman, I just don't want there to be like. a a thousand turns left and then right. And like, I don't want us to now go sideways to the end of where this was supposed to go. Like I would like them to just stay, you know, in, in kind of a straight line. Uh, yes. Do you think him being the
3: impact world champion has something to do with this?
2: Uh, hangman.
3: No, Kenny, Kenny Omega.
2: I don't know. I just, I don't know where they're going with this. My bigger issue is that right now, I don't know if Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega is a big main event pay-per-view draw. Like, I like Christian. We've seen him a little bit in AEW. I know what he could do, but I just don't know right now if I'm super pumped to see that match. And I know that there's time and they're going to build it. Right. But I just, I don't know if it really gets me going. I'm going to watch the show. Like I'm going to order it, but to the people on the fringe, do you think them hearing Kenny Omega versus, uh, Christian cage is enough to get somebody to buy a pay-per-view?
3: I think what's going to get people to buy the pay-per-view is what happens the Friday before, uh, two weeks before
1: yeah
2: well that's that's the assumption that we're working on um and i think it's a good assumption but of course things, nothing's confirmed do you know so, here's
3: a, I, an honest question because i don't because mm-hmm. i'm not a casual wrestling fan so i don't know like i ordered the i ordered the last impact pay-per-view and i don't think i fucking watched it yet wasn't it slam yeah, I think so. What was the? It was Kenny and Sammy in the main event, right? I don't even think I've watched it yet. I didn't. Like, I just, watch yeah, it.
1: and then Jay White came out.
3: Yes, I just order shit. Like I'm an, I'm like a psychopath, so I don't know what yeah. like the casual. But I, my thing is like, if you're gonna tell me like all out September fifth, like I'm getting it. I'm gonna watch it. Um,
1: I think I, the casual fan, if, if Punk debuts before that, they're gonna sell. And it's going to be in Chicago. Like, we also have to remember it's wrestling and that they've tried to make this not predictable. Like, Christian could win the Impact Championship and that could be enough for him. And then CM Punk could step in or maybe Christian gives Jungle Boy his spot for the AEW title because he already has one or whatever. Like, just because this is what got announced, we also have to remember it's wrestling. Tony usually tells clean stories, but, like, if the initial plan was Adam Page and now...
3: Look at Kate. He's first, gonna go... first name basis for Kate. Tony usually tells clean stories. Wow. I don't
1: know. Everybody calls him TK. I just wanted to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> um, but sincerely, like, I, I think a few things are gonna happen. If it is Christian versus Kenny, they'll have that match, and then something will happen storyline wise. Maybe we get Daniel Bryan there. Who knows? Like, it's it's I don't think like. Kenny beating Christian is how all out is going to end. I think that would be insane, especially under the assumption that punk is debuting in two weeks. I don't think they're going to go back to Chicago um, and just have CM Punk fight Darby Allen. And that be it. Like that seems silly. Um, And we might get Adam page at Arthur Ashe. So who knows if somebody from the dark order comes out or whatever, like there's endless possibilities here, but like, Everybody freaking out over Kenny and Christian. I just want to remind them, like, there's a lot of weeks left here, and it's wrestling. Like, programming can change in any way they want. It's scripted. That's the beauty of this stuff. Um, But as far as, like, the actual buys go, I think if Punk debuts before that, um, the casual fan is gonna be buying for that. Especially if if we're getting Punk and Darby, that's gonna be fucking insane. (laughs) Like, They're gonna buy for that.
2: What? You know, and and the other thing, the other crazy thing I want to kind of throw out there is you mentioned Daniel Bryan. I swear today I started seeing things pop up that make it seem like Daniel Bryan's not a done deal and that there's the possibility that other places are talking to him. Kate, you're shaking your head like you've got some insider news, but I mean, I've seen it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've seen other places reporting that. He was he's being courted by other companies,
1: yeah, places are reporting that he's he's signed a w um he's been completely excommunicated from w w e merchandising for the next two years licensing for the next two years. There's no reason to believe otherwise like i think w w e might want him back in the long term as like a producer after his career is over, but um he's he's signed to AEW.
2: I mean i just uh, you know i'm always leery because st- there's nothing there's no reports out there saying things are done deal right, right. and i mean so um, it's never
1: done until they're on your tv and then even then it can still go awry right didn't kurt angle teach us that
2: <laughs> i guess so um <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It was uh, it was weird. Matt, to your point about this whole thing, it was weird that they just kind of slid it in there. Um, And I
3: don't see, I got back into wrestling like 2010. So, like, I was right there for the tail end of Christian's career. And, like, on paper, like, Christian Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight title was like, eh. But then the match itself was like, oh, shit, I forgot how good these guys are. Like, I think the match would be great. But I think on paper, like for the casual AEW fan, and I don't even know what that is like to be a casual AEW fan. I'm sure that's a genre that's out there now, like people that don't watch the WWE but kind of casually watch AEW. I, I get why it doesn't excite you. Um, but, man, I think that's going to be a very under under-the-radar match. But to Kate's point, like the prospect of, of what we all think is going to happen, I think really moves this pay-per-view. And I think it's a calculated move by AEW to be like, we've created this buzz. We know what we're doing. We're putting Kenny Omega in a Cookie Monster shirt, Reverend Darby Allin say best in the world. We're in a position where these rumors are going to sell this pay-per-view. It's going to pay off. And we're going to give them an excellent main event with Kenny and Christian. And it'll just be one more step in this, direction that they plan on going with whoever punk or page at the end, whatever to Kate's point. I don't think it ends with just Kenny Omega beating Christian and then him just going like this
2: Well, we'll see how they get there. I mean, uh, they're, you know, it was literally just announced tonight, uh, that that's what was happening as we're going into the first match or trios match, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel and Mike Seidel versus the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. I have to say this: um, Jesus uh, Dante Martin uh, can fucking fly. Uh, I mean, if you've seen him on Dark <laughs> this week, you know what he could do. Um, that dude can fly. Um, and I even said uh, somebody said it in the Discord, but I swear I said it to to Mrs. Money sitting on the couch. I said, if I was Dante's brother uh, sitting on the sidelines right now, I'd be really fucking worried uh, that my tag team's even going to exist when I get back because Dante Martin, to me, has single star written all over him. Um, Either way, I thought this match was really uh, entertaining. The Elite wins by pinfall with the BTEV trigger on Dante Martin. He eats the pin. Uh, And then we get some post-match antics that we will get to. Uh, so, Schlong, we haven't heard from you in a while. What did you think about this match?
0: Um, plus, I, I might at this point be the Dante Martin expert here since I watch all the darks and he's constantly <laughs> on them. True. Um, really like the match. He's unbelievable. I get what you're saying about his brother should be concerned because he really is just in this ro- singles run been outstanding. In my mind, though, it's making me want to see them together because I know his brother can do a lot of the same stuff. So I'm like, what are we going to get when there's two of them trying these things? So that's the only thought I have on that. But you're right. He's he's a star and he's so young. He's the younger brother. So he's the one who's really like got a, got a hell of a future ahead of him. Um, though they're both young, so what am I talking about? Uh, I, I don't quite get why they're putting him with the Seidel's over and over now. I guess because they can kind of fly. But... I was, I was happier when he was just off doing his own thing. I guess that's my only point on that. When he was just kind of waiting for his brother, brother to come back and doing his own cool thing and sunset flips literally in the sunset and things like that.
1: I think it's a brother thing. And I don't think you'll see Dante go on a, a singles run until we get more back into that story of the Jacksons versus them to talk about like brother superiority and whatever that is going to be. But I figured the Seidel's, it's like another guy who's a part of a brother thing he is unbelievable um he's really really sound at a lot of his wrestling like it's not all just the flip do bullshit which i love by the way but like truly um extremely well-rounded extremely smart in the ring too and he can bump and sell like motherfucker so i am in on him and he just seems to have a really um like natural ability to assimilate into whatever they throw him into. Like when he was with his brother, he looked comfortable. When he's been in solo matches, he looked comfortable. You throw him in with the sidels, he looks comfortable. Doesn't help when you have one of the best tag teams of all time across the ring from you. But um I, I really appreciate that about him considering how young he is. That's not always easy for everybody, especially when you have the security blanket of your brother. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. He's he's an absolute star. I really like it. And I we talked about it a few times already, like it's just really nice that they don't punish a healthy tag team member for another one being out. Like it's great that they still at the mark.
2: Here's a thought: AEW tag team tournament for Brother Superiority. There's a lot of goddamn brothers <laughs> tag teams. You got you got the the Jacksons. Okay, mm-hmm. Jacksons, Lucha Brothers. The uh, top flight, you've got the Sidal brothers. Uh, we could throw the Bears in, even though they're not brothers, they're Bear they're bears. brothers, yeah, right? That's five off the top of my head. Uh, any other brothers? Um, uh, maybe not. Well, then it would be a short tournament, but man, there's a lot of fucking. It's,
0: well, no, you got. I mean, it's two, you know, it's a, just a short bracket, two teams versus each other, and then the winners for brother superiority. I'm all in
2: round I mean, robin it. elimination
1: yeah there you go the brothers brother, brother oh you could do brother nero and somebody
2: oh my gosh <laughs> um so uh, moving on after this match as we kind of uh as we kind of talked uh about the post-match antics um Shivani gets in the ring to interview the elite, but Don Callis takes the mic and starts to talk about being out there with the greatest tag team. And of course, Christian cage enters. Uh, And Don Callis says that uh, Christian isn't too bright because surely he can't count. There's, you know, like uh, more elite members than him, but then Jurassic express comes out to back up Christian cage. They go to break, but they come back And now both groups are in the ring with Tony Schiavone and Don Callis tells Christian Cage that he's going to get his title shot against Kenny at all out. And that's great. You know, he's a hell of a wrestler and a ring general. But, uh, uh, you know, Kenny can't wait to kick out of his finisher. Um, uh, He's not sure why Christian Cage is even there. His match is three weeks away and it's all decided. Why not just, you know, go wait your turn? Uh, and then Christian Cage asked if Don Callis finished, calls him a carny piece of shit. <gasps> yeah. Huge pop, huge reaction that got me out of the elite. And then um, he apologizes because since they're in Britsburg, uh, he says he should have called him a carny Jagoff uh, because of course that's Pittsburgh. Um uh, Christian knows, uh says that he spoke to Tony Khan and the Impact exec Scott Demore himself, uh, and the world title is locked in for All Out. But Kenny uh, is unaware that Christian has one more championship, uh, one more championship shot, and that uh, he uh, will be wrestling uh, Kenny in Pittsburgh. That will be Friday at Rampage. Uh, Kenny will be defending the Impact World Championship. In the first match ever on that show, uh, so of course Omega flips out and says, "You know he doesn't care who Cage has talked to," uh, but uh, basically, as the faces are walking away, Jungle Boy asks to turn the music off and says that he spoke with Tony Khan, and Jurassic Express also has a title match against the Young Bucks next week on Dynamite, uh, and as the crowd starts to sing along to Baltimore's Tarzan Boy kenny uh stops the music to see if they were singing whoa or no and then uh that's that they take off and we have uh the next uh kind of vignette we'll get to that one in a second so a lot to digest here uh matt i would like your take here because uh They haven't mentioned the Impact title on AEW television in, oh, I don't know, six months. And now all of a sudden they're going to defend it live on television on the first uh, episode of the new show. I mean, like, I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's kind of crazy. Comes out of nowhere. Maybe somebody's listening.
3: Um, I was in between going from TV to my laptop uh, after the match. Was, uh, does it work? We got bidet action, people. Uh, was third. Be careful when I spray it. You think it'll <laughs> blast my asshole out my eyeballs?
2: Now, your asshole's pretty loose, so just right up in them. That's it.
3: Oh, don't spray it all over the place. Clean it after I use it, okay? Don't turn it all the way. All the way. That's like woof.
2: Can you ask Reed to please speak up? We can't hear no. everything she's saying.
3: That's okay. Anthony says, if you're going to speak to me, it's preferred if you spoke up. So uh, it was audible to the to, the. We fans. want the
1: listeners to know about the status of the bidet. Hi, Rhiannon.
3: That's Ryan Schlong. I don't know if you've met the Schlong. He has a, he's never been up to the house. He's from Philly, anyhow. Was Third Wheel the Third Wheel come out with uh, Jurassic Express? No. No,
1: your boyfriend did not come out. Oh,
3: interesting. I wonder why. Oh, yes, because he's fucking useless.
1: Wow, so aggressive! And to think, I have a Marco stunt shirt I could be wearing right now.
2: I mean, from
1: you. Did
2: you you paid for it?
1: Matt paid for a Marco stunt shirt. Contraire
3: mon frere. It was a uh, pro wrestling t-shirt grab bag. And mm-hmm. uh, that just happened to be one of the randos that they sent me. And I said, medium, perfect for KTG. She'll get the funny uh, out of this. And I didn't want it. I want to wipe my ass. Money. I want to wipe my ass with that as much as I want to wipe my ass with Schlong's hat. So
1: You have a bidet.
3: Now, 20 minutes ago, I didn't.
2: So, Matt. To, yes. to to bring us back to the show, yes. um, Thank you were going back and forth between your computer and the television.
3: So I admit that's why I missed was third wheel. Did he come out with Jurassic Express? And the answer was no, because he's useless and he serves zero purpose. He, that's why nobody cares about him. So I just wanted to make sure he wasn't on my TV screen. Um, interesting with the impact stuff but I'm glad to see it. That was my big concern with them bringing in Jay White on impact for this weird story where Chris Bay is now in the bullet club and they're going to challenge the good brothers and Kenny Omega. Um, You know, it, it works if they're going to do it across all the platforms and the storylines are going to kind of interlace and they don't have to go super deep. But like you said, Ant, for months, you know, they didn't promote Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary They've. I think this is the first time in months they've mentioned that he's the impact champion. Or that we've seen the belt at all. Maybe he lost it like Jericho.
2: At a steakhouse? In the limo. Oh.
3: Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, but uh. I think if, uh, and I think we've had this conversation before, I don't think there's anyone in Impact that can beat Kenny Omega. I think it makes sense if Christian beats him for the Impact Championship because Christian has ties to, excuse me, Impact. Um, so, yeah, whatever. That's It'll be a great match. So I just think it's weird with you, Anthony, and, and the Schlong and the Kate that they all of a sudden want to talk about Impact again.
2: And I just, uh, to lead off your brand, <laughs> the new show – for your brand with another brand just seemed like an odd choice.
3: Well, you think it's from like a promotional standpoint, right? Impact will be able to be like, you know, Friday night, you can see our world champion. And then um, you think if you're home watching SmackDown on a Friday night, you're definitely going to check it out. And Christian Cage is a super familiar face to a lot of
2: WWE fans. It's just weird to me because it's not Impact talent. So, yes, Impact is like, hey, our belt is going to be on TV, but, like, your talent's not. No, I get it, but I
3: think you need to get the title off of Kenny Omega, too. I think this has been a failed experiment. I don't think it's done any good for Impact, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think, you know, even, like, Jay White being there is – I love Jay White. He's my guy, but I'm still – I'm not tuned into Impact, and now, like, they do this, like, weird, you you know – they're off of Twitch so if you don't have access you got to pay a dollar a month for it but then it's on delay cuz YouTube doesn't have commercials it's all so it's like uh, do I really want to fucking do that to watch Impact wrestling with all due respect to Impact seems like a lot no I didn't know they were off Twitch to be honest yeah last week was the first week on the YouTube YouTube platform and if you pay a dollar a month you get it youtube commercial free but they have to cut out the commercials so it's on like a delay
2: weird that's weird um well (laughs) whatever uh interesting um schlong what do we think about this announcement uh the impact title and also i guess to the tag team you know we didn't we didn't even mention that. Uh, and this would be the the ranking jump, right? Because they're going to get their title shot. They're, for some reason, ranked number one. Um, what are your thoughts? Well,
0: I mean, I don't know who Matt's talking about as a third wheel. I do know the Jurassic Express is missing Marco Stun, who's just a star that we really should have more on.
3: Come Good on. point. Who?
0: I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. But, you know, Marco Stun.
3: Star? Spoken like a typical Philadelphian.
0: I'm Jerseyan, But that's okay.
3: Whatever. You got that dumb hat on your head. And you probably think Mickey Morandini is a fantastic ball player. He's a star.
0: Fantastic name to hear announced. But <laughs> Do you that's, prefer that's a Mickey
3: I'll... Morandini or a Von Hayes?
0: Morandini was was announced with more fun.
3: I like Von Hayes. I mean
0: neither one of them do anything for me. They're not they were from a bad era of Phillies, but um, if I'm going to the impact thing, I get. I mean, so would you have Christian beat him for the title, for the impact title, to hype up Christian versus Kenny for the AEW title, which then makes it a little suspenseful because Christian's already got a win over him and then have him lose. And, and like Matt said, Christian has history with impact, so there's actually a lot they could do with him having the title. And then when he loses it, it doesn't matter because Christian can take that loss and doesn't kill his character at all. So there's actually a lot of possibilities there. I don't mind doing that. Um, The tag thing. We, I don't think the bucks are losing, but I'm excited for the match because I think they're going to have a really good match together. Um, They haven't been doing much with Jurassic Express as a team. So that'll be fun to see. And real quick, just to go to the, the impact going off Twitch, I actually feel bad for a lot of like wrestling podcasters and stuff who were doing the, you could like stream, uh, impacts show on your own Twitch channel and talk over it. Well, that's gone away. So there's been a lot of like shows that were running on Thursday that now have to figure out what the hell they're going to do. So that kind of sucks for those guys who are making.
3: No, absolutely. You know, making good content with that. Kevin from the Monday Night Show does a phenomenal job tweeting Impact when it was on Twitch. Now he's his tweets are. You know, half the people are watching on Axis, and the other half are watching on YouTube and there's a delay and it's not mat it's just it's I don't know, man. I don't like it. And I don't know a lot of people that have the Access channel. I think I signed up for some some streaming service when they had that uh the first night of the G1 in Dallas. Um and I signed up for a free trial just so I could watch that one night on the Access channel, but but outside of that like every I don't know anyone that has Access. Do you guys have Access?
0: I do, but I didn't know until I started watching Impact that I had it. It wasn't like a channel I and then I've tried to, because of AEW putting their people there, I decided to give it a watch. I don't watch like regularly, but I do have it. Um I would not go out of my way though if like it went off access to find it on YouTube. I would be more likely to have gone to Twitch where it was free. But I don't think I'd pay even a dollar. I don't think it's something I have enough interest in.
2: Yeah, I I don't have access uh because Optimum doesn't carry it. I wish they did because they have a lot of good music shows on that channel. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm with long like I wouldn't I wouldn't pay a buck uh to to see it on delay uh on YouTube. Like I was checking it out on Twitch because it was easy enough to get Twitch to work and their stream actually got better. Um I feel like as like they got more viewers, like it struggled for a little bit and then it got better uh you know kind of towards the you know the end i guess but it uh it it sucks i didn't realize they were off twitch uh but either way it's going to be interesting to see uh what happens on friday night the first episode of rampage be let off uh with the title defense uh from kenny omega versus christian cage for the impact title so we'll see what happens there uh and then we have the tag title uh next week on dynamite um we also after this we get a Malachi Black, uh, pre-taped vignette uh, where he talks about you know uh, you know Cody having one foot in the grave uh, and he can let him know when he wants him to put the other one in. Uh, and he also talks about uh, you know uh, the doubt that we had in him and that eventually you realize you're just arguing with God as you will eventually be whispering to yourself, uh, guys. I really like this aesthetic they've got around malachi black and again letting him just do what he's good at and i like it um schlong would you what do you think about this was this in your wheelhouse or a little too far out there
0: no i really like this because he's not playing like a like a mystical character he's just a crazy dude who's talking you know great you know crazy things it also made me really hyped for what I hope is an eventual Malachi Black versus Miro feud because you have this guy who basically thinks he's the devil versus God's chosen. I think that'll be fun. And I know I'm skipping probably seven feuds to get there, but just hearing their promos both in one you know, they both had a promo tonight, they just kind of mashed up well to me. But I'm I'm all for this and I love you know, continuing off last week, they've they're they're doing their best to make him like a legitimate star and badass in AEW. And I'm really happy about that. He's not getting buried on the roster at all.
3: No, so man, Matt- I don't, I don't think he, cause I don't, he's not saddled with a gimmick. This is who he is. And this is like, it's like people are like, Oh, Steve Austin is just turned up. Steve Austin turned up to 11. Like Tommy end is Malachi black turned up to 11. Like he has a fucking giant demon tattooed on his back. Like, the fact that he came out last week with that fucking sick mask on and he's cutting sick promos like this, like, it makes sense. It's not like you're taking, like, I don't know, Kip Sabian, Sabin and you're trying to be, he's like, you know, some fucking emo kid when he comes back now. And he's like, you know, I want to listen to, you know, Chemical Romance and, you know, cut my wrists and, you know.
1: I come back and we're talking about Danny? What's going on? <laughs> They we were talking
3: about Malachi Black and how awesome his fucking promo is. And-
1: oh my god, he's the best. Go listen to him on Talk is Jericho if you haven't. My God, what a cool interview and an awesome dude who just, just loves wrestling.
2: And we love him. He's amazing. Kate, did I- you wanna did you the- wanna talk about his video package? That's where we're at.
1: Yeah, it was it I really liked that his video package was kind of like a little bit more rooted in reality from the other stuff that we saw. A little bit like just a little bit more accessible feeling, I think. But um if you go back and listen to that Talk is Jericho episode, you will have an even bigger appreciation for what he does because the the layers of nuance that we all catch on to are not even close to like the 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 well (laughs) that this guy has and how deep he has gone into it it's absolutely incredible i've loved everything about this i think cody has needed it as bad as i said before too like i think him just knocking cody's head off every time he gets into like legacy society america mode rules um but yeah i mean it's just so cool to see him walk the line of like this the devil with amnesia is just such a fucking cool thing like this this otherworldly character but it still has this accessibility to it like you still feel like you've met this guy kind of before but like he's definitely walking around with a dead eye and stuff like it's not so otherworldly you don't understand their promos like uh (laughs) warrior or anything like that like It still feels really tangible. So I love this video package. I've, I've absolutely loved the way he debuted. And I love that he was like, Hey, remember when I said it was going to be swift and violent and I was going to kick his ass. That's exactly what I did. Like that was really great. So, um, I am all in on this Malachi black stuff. He's so good in the ring and he's cares so much about his character in the story. I, I absolutely love it.
2: Well, it's uh I I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for Malachi Black because it looks like that roadie thing, uh Cody Rhodes thing is on pause, at least for the moment it would seem like they uh they made mention that he is uh out injured, right? Quote unquote. Uh probably being a dad and involved with all this other stuff. Uh so we'll see what's next for um Malachi they did uh, hype up the Cody Rhodes uh, Roads to the Top reality show uh, after this um, uh, they did give a date for that that will premiere September 29th take that for whatever it means uh, or however you want uh, if you're going to watch it good for you uh, we'll see uh, and then we go to break uh, back from commercial uh, we get a, uh, a Miro promo where he talks about uh (laughs) shlong i'm gonna need your take here uh hold on a second
0: hold on a second matt is waving
1: oh yeah Yeah. i I didn't
3: want
2: to cut you off man did
1: you cut me off did you say
2: roadie yeah and then i said uh my apologies cody Rhodes." spend my day working
3: hard on the go but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow oh
1: matt doesn't get muted I don't it's have you, control,
3: Kate. It's with Kate. my oh, baby tonight. Right. Oh, I forgot. How dare you? And also, if you don't understand the Ultimate Warrior promos, highly recommend you googling some Ahmed Johnson promos.
0: <laughs> Different level of not understanding, I feel like though. Good
3: luck, my friend. Alright, back to back to the Miro and fucking this jobber jerk off that I gotta watch a shitty match of his on fucking Friday night. Are you kidding Why me? Why
0: do you hate happiness, Matt? Why do you hate happiness?
3: This look, first of all, the Miro figure, Anthony, if you ever open it, is beautiful. It is, I'm uh, so it is beautiful. Sick
1: of figures.
3: It is beautiful. Am I supposed to? If this f- fucking Fuego del Sol beats Miro
2: on Friday, are you kidding me? He's not okay. beating Miro. So wait, wait a minute. Let's. We didn't even get to what was said here. <laughs> that Miro said that he's going to have a match against Fuego Del Sol. And if Fuego Del Sol wins, he gets offered a contract. Um, and then will eventually get his TNT title shots? So, Schlong, this is where we need to say, um, this ain't happening, right, dude? He's gone. Fuego is not going to win this match.
0: So, a couple of things here. He, he's not going to win. Clearly not going to win. Doesn't mean he's going. It just means he's not getting his contract from this match. I think he There's, if you watch Sammy's vlog, they're going somewhere with QT. That's where that story's going. Um, he is going. His whole purpose with with Miro is to bump like crazy. That is literally all he's being brought in for. Is to to make Miro look even more like a monster and just take a beating, and to make Miro even more of a heel because though Matt wants to hate him. No one else does. Everyone else loves Fuego. So the c- crowd is going to hate seeing Fuego get his ass kicked. And so it's going to be great. Matt just hates happiness and fun. There it is. Incorrect.
1: You're all wrong. Fuego is going to win. And he's not going to lose for another six years.
3: Wow. God, that's that's hot take. God damn hot take. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. Fuegos. I think... I think Fuego wins. And I think it's because he gets an assist, an assist from a returning Kip Sabian.
1: I was that also crossed my mind is that he wins with maybe some sort of interference. Um, Cause it does feel kind of not like it's not a proving ground match, like an ROH for sure, but it kind of feels that way. Like the match before the title match feels like a big deal. Um, but See, but they, I, I thought about maybe Kip Sabian comes back. They announced
3: it later in the night, though, that it's a TNT championship match.
1: Oh, did they? I thought it was... I didn't think no. it was officially... ...for a title. No, and if... the...
2: Yeah, the uh, the announcement was um, the TNT champion Miro eyes his next victim, Fuego del Sol, Friday on the world premiere. And then Fuego had clarified that he's going to get his job and... Oh, maybe you're he right. Yes, it's a title match. It is a title match, okay. although they didn't really they didn't really say that it was a championship match in that moment. They just said that he would get a contract if he won.
3: Right. But then later in the night when they were running down the Rampage lineup, there are like three title shots. And then they showed Miro versus Fuego for the title.
0: Fuego doesn't win. There's no way they, they put that no. belt on Fuego. No, nope. I, I like the idea of Fuego winning for contract because of Kip where Miro doesn't look weak at all. It's the one one of the very few times that AEW pulls that kind of shenanigans, but you can't. I mean, I love Fuego as much as anyone, but he is not for that belt anytime in the near future. So, it just I he's going out there to take to get he will get a huge crowd reaction and he will get Miro some good heat cuz people want Fuego to get a contract.
3: If I may, Volley, sir. Um, Oh. If you are familiar with the history of ECW and Mikey Whipwreck and and the way he was booked, he was a world champion. Um, And he was presented as a joke in the ring, as somebody who was afraid to wrestle, afraid to get in there with everybody, and he stole wins. And he was over as fuck with the crowd. And if it's booked properly and you want to give people – uh, a happy moment. People who don't like happiness, like me, but you want to lighten their 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 life and make it seem like anything can happen on Rampage, uh, a la 123Kid, Razor Ramon, anything can happen on Monday Night Raw. I mean, it could be like a real feel-good moment, and then fucking Wednesday, Miro can just pop his head like a goddamn grape and take that title right off of him.
1: No, this company isn't the one that books moments. <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> I don't think Miro's dropping until Ar- Arthur Ashe. Um to- build a
0: cannon in your head that he's dropping an Arthur Ashe to Eddie Kingston. King's You've literally built that entire story on yourself.
1: I have reasons. Um, yeah, Keith reads,
3: um, Keith, Keith's got fucking spoilers for weeks.
1: No, um, I, ruiner I of goodness. not It's no not so fun. I actually
0: like spoilers, just, so I can't really. Ugh,
3: why would you want to so- know what's going to happen?
0: Man. I read the end of a book first. I don't know why people... Fucking South Jersey garbage.
1: I, it's the one title picture Eddie hasn't been near. It would make sense um, for that to happen. Fuego That's how he started out. Ooh, sick oh, burn true. But he wasn't in your signed. face. He wasn't signed yet.
0: I, I want Fuego to win and get a contract. I just... There's no way they put There's it always on him. one in the
1: title. No. Not, it's been too successful of a reign. Not, not with Miro. Nero. Yeah, I think he's I it's he's going to throw Fuego Del Sol like 17 rows into the crowd like Ethan Page did to Darby Allen, and it's going to be ridiculous. So I think that's what we're getting from it. But, Matt, I do appreciate your spirit.
3: Okay, so then what's the point of the stipulation? If he wins, he gets a contract.
1: I don't know, Matt. Let's watch and find out.
0: I'm surprised you don't already guess. fucking
3: know, Kate. Your fucking new boyfriend didn't give you all the spoilers you're fucking I guess off when you do that. as someone
0: who's following all the <laughs> non-TV AEW and I'm blowing past the hair back and forth because
2: <sighs> I, warned, I warned you guys. How Didn't I... I say it before? Um, oh, I did.
3: stop her video.
2: Nice. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> they, uh, I have a feeling he's going to lose and then next week on Sammy's vlog, which is where he's built the entire thing. I'm
2: <laughs>
3: did you know that you can st- also punch you in the groin? Not only can you mute
2: her, you could stop her video too. I mean, you could also just boot somebody. I know, I almost did that to your brother. <laughs> you, d- you did, you did stop a quote unquote run-in before. Yes, but then there was a thing where
3: I could like report him so that he could never, ever, ever be in the oh room my again.
1: God, Matthew, and I didn't,
3: and I didn't do it.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, God forbid Danny takes up time on the show. We will to be talking about uh, our series six. And all we, uh, the, uh Matt, bagu- can I
2: get an assist here?
1: Yeah.
3: Sorry. Oh, so Didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, that was, that was. So this is
3: all, there's a storyline on the vlog.
0: Which whether you don't, I know you don't watch it, but a hundred and something thousand people do. Cause it gets that views where QT has been the one holding them down so I think that's where he gets his contract I think QT comes in rubs it in his face and they get a match with him and QT probably on dark and Q, QT could take that loss and no one cares so that's where he's that to me is where that goes but I think they want to get Miro some heat I think they want the pot for Fuego and honest to God I know you Fuego will get a ton of cheers. so seeing him not win a contract Will piss people off and really help Miro be even better of a heel, even though he's doing amazing.
3: I hope one day there is a dark match between Fuego and Marcos. Stunt, and we can title. Their vlog it. crew buddies together. We can title it
1: I the hope, match.
3: I don't give a shit about.
1: I hope it's an Iron Man match, and it's a main event, and you are physically constrained to your couch to watch it. That's what I hope,
2: Matt. Yes. What would it take for you to watch a one-hour Broadway with Marco Stunt and Fuego del Sol and King Mo? No, 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 no! Make
1: it that... a triple threat because Matt hates triple threats too.
2: Oh, uh, it wouldn't be King
3: Mo. Well, that I don't like work. triple threats because triple threats don't make sense.
1: No, I know. I don't like them either. But I was just trying to create your nightmare scenario. Well, the your nightmare, nightmare sc- factory. Twitter-
2: it would probably be Dalton Castle. He's more of the same body shape. And the and pirate? Size. You throw the pirate in there? <laughs> no, that bad. doesn't work. I do mean, it
3: doesn't and work. You for you for my, you ask for my rumble,
1: And they all go to the top rope.
3: <laughs> Terrible idea. That's why you get eliminated from a rumble. Don't go on the rope, dum-dum.
0: Don't know. save other people who are about to be thrown out.
3: Right. Just let them go. Stop holding them. We'll just fucking flip them over. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> God bless you, Kate. Kate is the Delta. Um, oh, boy. I better not. I you're looking mighty pale over there.
1: It's just because my lighting sucks. Leave me alone.
3: I don't know. You're getting enough. Where's
0: this sleep. new office? You're bragging about. a bunch
3: of uh, any sleep over there. Well, all that... you do is fucking tweet all day.
2: Listen, So you. No,
1: you weren't here in the beginning, but I didn't get any fucking sleep because my power went out. And then when it came back on at 415 in the morning, all my appliances made noise. And so I've been up for 21 hours. God damn uh,
2: Listen, <laughs> if, if you want to see what it looks like when Kate actually tries, uh, tune in Friday night to the post show on Fightful. And she'll be in a professional studio, an office of with a real mic and a light. And a camera like this, eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, what the fuck? Why do we get some fuck the couch yeah.
3: shot? What is this?
1: If I get paid by the other guys. Okay, you want to bring me the cash money? I'll set it up for you.
3: My gosh, this bitch, unbelievable corporate <laughs> unbelievable. bullshit. I can't believe this. And what is with? The, is your shirt ripped or do you have like headphones around your neck?
1: No, I cut the neck off because it was like a one. So I keep, cut it. keep
3: going so this way. Going it's this your way. shirt. Gonna, keep going this way. We're gonna cut your head off too.
1: You're um, welcome.
3: I, I really wish I had
1: Monday night I, show.
3: I appreciate I don't know why you didn't wear the Marco stunt shirt for the Wednesday night show since he's on that promotion apparently. Because you're never
1: there. here, and I didn't want to upset you. I'm not upset. I'm great. I know, but if I wore the Marco shirt, you'd be thinking about Marco stunt.
0: No, he's thinking about him anyway.
1: It's true. It's because he loves him.
3: Anthony's ready to murder somebody. Are you going to murder me?
2: No, I was just about to say, Schlong, aren't you so glad that you're involved <laughs> with this now? I don't I have mean... mute. Con- I can't mute anybody. I don't have control. I can't keep the train on the tracks. You know, Here, see, no, I have to be
0: careful. Do, you're...
1: Let's do what Matt does when he's tired and had a long night.
0: You're much more liberal with mute than Matt is, so I got to remember that because I'd like to get Kate going just to see her muted.
3: Just be careful, Kate. <laughs> you fall asleep.
1: This already. is Matt when he's tired on the podcast, just laying down.
2: Yeah. Matt, What's Matt, up? would she ever do this on Fightful?
3: No, she doesn't. E- Look, they put the the logo up there at Mark Order Pod. You can't even see it when you watch it on Twitter. You can't see the whole the, the name of the, the Twitter handle. I get it. I get it. I understand. We were a stepping stone. Of Kate, course. Kate's used us and she's got what she needs, so. She was all about Schlong coming in because now she can easily exit. She you knows knew. summer's but over for me.
1: Last time you were here, Matthew.
2: So I'm guys, waiting. uh next on the card for Dynamite. Uh we Thank had God, Daniel covering Dynamite. We had the, the Red Death Daniel <laughs> Garcia. Versus Darby Allen Uh, Garcia gets his inset promo uh, and he says he could have beaten Darby Allen by himself, but, uh, and and he's going to finish the job tonight. And then the 2.0 call sting out and let him know uh, that he should watch his ass uh, because pro wrestling is great in 2021. Yes, Matthew. What is a red death? The red death. Is that from, is that some kind of like biblical thing? Wasn't the Red Death a plague? I don't fucking it know. America. It's
3: twenty twenty one. I'm dealing with COVID Delta COVID Nelly's butthole fucking a plague. What are you gonna tell me? We have a queen next? Get out of here.
2: Uh, listen, uh, the Red Death <laughs> uh, is a fictitious
1: jokes on a podcast. By the way,
2: <laughs> the Red Death is a fictitious uh, is a fictitious <laughs> disease uh, written about by Edgar Allan Poe. Okay.
1: Okay,
3: so I just wanted to know. So that's all. Red Death. What is he it, Red said?
1: Death? He also said, "Wash your ass, not wash your ass." Right? Because if he needed to wash his ass, I know somebody who has a bidet.
3: Now, bidet's back. I used to have a bidet at the apartment. It was the greatest yeah.
1: thing ever.
0: Had a bidet for about a day.
1: The bidet is back, baby. Anyway,
0: before hi. we get into the match, Aunt, you mentioned in Discord, Darby Allen's new video for his entrance is awesome.
2: Yes, it is. Um, and just to annoy Kate I want
3: you to know Kate uh, When I posed Darby Allen with the skateboard He dropped it and it rolled all the way down All of my my steps here With all my figures <laughs> just No that's at,
1: funny I like that
3: I was just sitting at the door it was super, I'm super annoyed by it That's all that I can funny. fucking look at Is the goddamn skateboard It rolled all the way down the steps Kate you'll be happy to know Britt front and center Good I don't like the jacket they gave her though, but this neither here or there talk about the match Aunt. tell me about Darby and the red death, the black death against the red death.
2: Well,
1: the turtles I actually, kid.
2: I thought this was a highly entertaining match. Uh, it, Daniel Garcia had plenty of time to showcase what he could do. Uh, and I think he's a good talent. Again, it's kind of like they haven't officially said what's going on with Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Like, they just keep saying they've arrived in uh, AEW, um, you know, and they're not just doing a one-shot. So I guess it looks like they've got some appearances lined up. But um, I I like what Daniel Garcia kind of offers, and especially if they are, um, you know, if they are doing, uh, you know, some sort of trios. Kind of belts or something like that, Daniel Garcia could be involved in a team that he could shine on because I have a feeling that those trios' belts would be held by you know smaller tag teams, um, who do a lot more quote unquote flippy do shit. Um, anyway, uh, Darby Allen does win uh, by pinfall with the coffin drop, uh, and then post match, uh, 2.0 attack Darby, but Sting fights them off. Sting! Oh, thank you, Matt. I forgot uh, you haven't been here. Um, and then Darby also gets into it. He uh, hits a spear and he strikes him. And then Sting hits a suplex on the ramp. Uh, you know, Jeff Parker is begging. Uh, you know, begging kind of to stay off, but uh, the uh, the icon Sting. Sting. Thank you. Uh, draws him up for some punches, and we're out. So, um, I don't know, Matt, you want to talk about what you think about this match? Uh, Are you excited for the stuff that happened in the post-match because they announced a match for next week? I thought it was a fine
3: match. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Like, what does it mean they've arrived? I do like the idea of trios, titles. Uh, I think if you're borrowing or using the uh, mold that New Japan set, uh, I think it could be a wonderful thing. Uh, With stables and the way you kind of can avoid the big match by putting all these people in certain stables against each other and not having the big guys uh, touch each other until it's time to blow off that feud. Um, I I, kind of dig it, you know, like next week's kind of, uh, you know, they've been very smart with the way they book Sting um they're not putting him in t- traditional wrestling matches they're doing street fights and the cinematic stuff and um and this Texas tornado match they're going to put him in with against 2.0 which kind of seems like you know the kind of jobbers and I don't mean that in a disparaging way but that's kind of you know what they are right now um but it's still I like it I'm not against it I love the the trio team and this match was a lot of fun and uh, that's all I have to say about that. Forrest Gump style,
2: oh. bitches. Thank you, Forrest. Uh, Shlong, what'd you think here?
0: I mean, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the post stuff with Sting because I think they're letting, you know, I don't know if they planned on using Sting this much when they started, but now that you have crowds back, you're going to want to show him off a ton because he's going to get reaction That's part of the reason, you know, his him and matches and whatnot. Um, I am curious what they're doing with 2.0. Like I said, like you, you guys were saying, they're clearly here for more than a one shot, and they're doing dark matches. I don't think you do dark matches if you're just going to be here and disappear, even in a couple weeks. Like, why are you wasting anyone's time? Uh, I want the trios title for groups like 2.0 and Garcia because I don't see where they fit otherwise. Right now, I mean, clearly down the road they could fit a lot of places, but right now the tag division is so so built up. I don't understand. You know. I'd rather uh um see them go against yeah I'd rather see like someone like the bears go I'm planking on the bears but I'd rather see someone for the bears bear country go get go for the tag titles than Grr. two 0. so you really do need a a trios title for groups like that
2: uh Kate, anything you want to add uh around the match or daniel garcia
1: yeah. Just he's 22 and he rules. Um, so check out some of his stuff on IWTV and on the indies, if you liked what you saw today. And also I thought this was great. Cause I think he and Darby had really good chemistry and it does seem like Darby is maybe just buying time until a bigger person shows up maybe in Chicago. So, um, if he's gonna buy his time putting on awesome matches like this, I am fine with that, but I thought this was a really strong match. And, um, I hope Daniel Garcia sticks around because I think he's great.
2: Clearly, Kate is talking about Sammy Guevara as uh, yeah. as uh, Darby Allen said he was talking about him. Uh, so we'll see what happens in Chicago. Um, after this, we have the Death Triangle hanging out backstage. Phoenix is asking Pac if he's seen what Andrade has been doing to stir them up uh, and says they need to do something about it. Penta starts to launch into uh, a whole... Uh, you know, whole bunch of stuff that is in Spanish, and then Abrahantes starts to translate, but the bastard cuts him off. Uh, and uh, um, Pack says that they don't know Andrade or like him, uh, and they don't know why he's obsessed with the Death Triangle. But that stops now. And if he's got a problem with what he's saying, well, anytime, anywhere, come and have a go. If you think you're hard enough, Pack is easy to find. Uh, so I don't know if we have to comment on this now guys. Um, because we have something that comes up later. If we want to hold, I'll pass on. Everybody's nodding. So we're going to pass on. Uh, and we go to our next match, the best friends another trios match, the best friends, uh, Chuck Taylor, orange Cassidy and Wheeler Utah uh, versus the Hardy family office, Isaiah Kennedy, uh, Cassidy, excuse me, Mark Quinn and Mar- uh, Matt Hardy, my goodness. um, you know, I, I think it was uh, another good kind of trios match. Uh, I liked having uh, Wheeler U to get some time to showcase. Uh, you know, I always enjoy a uh, private party in this heel, uh, in this heel uh, kind of uh, situation. Uh, Isaiah Kennedy lately has been screaming when he gets tossed up into the air, like thrown for a suplex, which I think is hilarious. Um but cutting to the end of this match, the Hardy family office does win by pinfall with the twist of fate for Matt Harley on Wheeler Utah. After uh, there is uh, a little bit of uh, you know hijinks with uh, you know everybody kind of getting involved. Uh, so, um, Kate, you want to comment on this match first? What do you think about this match? Uh, listen, I I think the biggest thing here is Wheeler Utah has been showing showing what he can do week after week he's been eating the pins here i think clearly because he's not really quote-unquote signed up but i think that we were saying before it's just clear they need to make it official
1: yeah and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just signed and not announced yet but uh i like that AEW has this habit of putting people together that don't make sense and making it make sense Real you being in best friends is one of them uh, Garcia with what's EverRise's name in AEW. 2. Um, like it doesn't know it like a dinosaur and a jungle boy. Um, I, I appreciate that because I think we get so used to not just in WWE but in general seeing factions that are all together because they're all a gender or a race or whatever like it's very fun to see the characters mesh so Wheeler being in this picture is very fun. Um, this match was fine. It was benign. It wasn't great. There weren't a ton of stakes, but I'm I'm glad Wheeler got to showcase what he does and continue to do that. But um yeah, this this was harmless.
2: Schlong, any take here?
0: Uh gonna agree with all of Kate's takes. I thought it was harmless and fun. Um how about Chuck getting some getting some chance for his name. I don't think he often gets the appreciation he deserves for being both a good wrestler and very entertaining. Um, I'm with you. Cassidy's yell every time. I I smile. I can't help it. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm okay with them also. The best friend's also losing. It furthers the story. The Hardy family office just reminds me of like the NWO in like late 98 where there was just a thousand guys and you didn't know what the hell was going on. How
3: dare you disrespect Brian Adams?
0: Dare you? You don't know that I was necessarily talking about him.
3: Oh, I was. He was part of that NWA. Don't care. Him, Stevie Ray, Virgil, fucking Michael Vir- Wall Street.
0: Vir- Virgil's the first one. I guess. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Uh, I like this match. It was fun. Utah got a lot of moves in, and I think with like Utah and Daniel Garcia the way that they put them over on commentary in terms of what they do outside of AEW makes it seem like even though Wheeler Utah is getting beat here, it seems like he's a somebody versus a nobody. So it's not like, you know, Daniel Garcia with 2.0 seems like a weird trio, but then Daniel Garcia just went 60 minutes this week and he wrestled six matches this week. Wheeler Utah is the defending IWD IWTV, champion he just went 60 minutes this weekend like so when they're getting beat it's not like you're beating you know you know ralph Reckum or whatever weird dumb indie guys on fucking AEW dark and a- you know it's like they're beating a somebody so right. they're building them up through commentary with people who aren't familiar with who these guys are and they're putting them in these high profile matches but it's not like oh this is a squash just squash squash this is somebody who is a somebody and not a nobody, so these wins do matter. It's uh, high quality of competition versus a squash match. I don't know why I can't say squash. It's like Jim Duggan couldn't say Yokozuna. He said, what did he say? He said oh. y- Yokozuma. <laughs> hey, and it was more than once. Hey, Yokozuma. But uh, thumbs up. I also thought uh, Cassidy was uh, the uh, the the butcher because he had uh, like the white jeans on
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and i was like i was like cooking and listening to the commentary and i looked up and i was like oh andy's back fantastic and i was like oh no that's not andy cool
2: no it is worth noting though that they did say on commentary shivani did make mention that the butcher will be back very very soon uh so i guess uh his injury is uh working out uh also gives me hope i'll see him play guitar
0: yeah yeah if he's coming Uh, back to wrestling you should
2: yeah i hope so i haven't seen anything announced about that worcester show i am listen i'm just keeping my fingers crossed that i get there worcester because worcester um so after the match we have andrade el idolo and chavo guerrero backstage being interviewed And they call Pac ungrateful, pointing out uh, all the gifts that they've given him and that he should be careful what he wishes for. And then Travo suggests that Andrade teach Pac a lesson uh, and show him who the boss is at All Out. And we go to break. So, guys, this is what we didn't comment on before. Pac calls him out. Andrade says, we'll do this. And we get a match basically pretty much set up for All Out. Um, I am all for this. Uh, Kate is nodding hard. Kate, what do you think about the prospect of Andrade? I'm,
1: gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very excited for this match. I think what a fantastic collision of ring styles with people who are smart enough to handle each other's strengths and weaknesses Um, because there is a notable size disparity as well, but I cannot wait for that. Um, and who ask who's the boss. It's obviously Tony Danza, but I'm excited for this. I think um, this is going to be like kind of that in the middle of the card match that just blows you away. Like if it's going to be fallout, it's going to be long. It's going to kind of like waning and then you're going to be like, holy shit, I forgot about this match. And it's going to just knock everybody's socks off. I'm really, really excited about it.
2: Uh, low-key hot take here you say tony danz is the boss i think it's either angela or Moner. um uh there you go uh matt you have your headphones off but i want to ask you fell off. are we are we excited at POC? are we excited? And of course
3: we're fucking come on man are we excited
2: listen you're not uh you know you're not of, a fan of some people? What kind of you crazy
3: know, witchcraft you have going on over there? Who wouldn't be excited about this match? Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a banger. Uh Schlong, I'm sure you're in on this as well. How can you not be?
0: But real quick, uh, the show community confirmed that without question, if you analyze it, Angela was the boss by all definitions. <laughs> um I'm I'm really in on this, and I think we also need to appreciate just how good of addition. Oh, Chavo has been to the to the to the TV show because he's been great with um Igloo cuz uh I feel like even though I'm okay with um Igloo doing his own promos, it's nice to have someone who's a little smoother right now.
3: What's that? what are you, are you saying Igloo?
0: <laughs> igloo. Hey, cuz I am. Yeah. Jared called, called him Andre Igloo, so I'm just going to Igloo to be a little different. But...
2: Uh, gotcha. I Okay. So when we come back from break after this announcement, we do get a, a video package that's building FTR versus uh, proud and powerful. Uh, I don't think we need to discuss anything at length here, but it is going to be great to see these guys wrestle again. The one comment that was made by Schlong in the discord is please stop showing the injury <laughs> to, uh, to uh, uh, FTR. That is just such a nasty looking uh, Hair of his skin uh, my goodness uh, we go into the next match Chris Statlander rushes Nyla Rose and we actually left out that during the uh, trios match with the best friends in HFO uh, Nyla Rose actually came and attacked Chris Statlander who was uh, ringside for the, the trios match so there's already we're already going to this match with Chris Statlander coming out and holding you know, her ribs uh, so she's not necessarily 100% Uh, As we get into the match, uh, Chris Statlander just puts on a clinic of some of the things she could do. She does that swinging leg uh, uh, moonsault, I think off the apron to Nyla Rose uh, on the floor. Uh, We also get uh, Vicky Guerrero doing what she does best and screaming in uh, Orange Cassidy's ears. My favorite line there was Jr. saying dogs all over Pittsburgh are barking. Uh, And eventually Chris Statlander gets the win with a pinfall area with the area 451, which is a hella impressive move because Chris Statlander is not a little lady. Uh, so uh, I'm going to throw it to Schlong here because Schlong has seen a lot of Chris Statlander wrestling on dark. Um, we know that they've obviously been building her, uh, you know, to something uh, and the win over Nyla Rose is I guess, impressive. Um, but now the Rose seems to lose a lot of matches for a beast. So Schlong, what did you think about this match and where are we going with Chris Statlander?
0: This is where watching dark every week comes in handy because you could see they were trying to build up her record and build her up. Um, it's nice that they did that. And they seem to actually have a plan for, um, in the sense of you didn't just keep, you don't continue to have her be on dark and do nothing with her on the main roster. Um, The funny, if you watch this match, when they first came out, there wasn't a lot of excitement for it. I think uh, Kate pointed out that Nyla basically got crickets and Statlander didn't get much more. And I don't blame Statlander for that. I don't think fans had any expectations for this match. But by the end, they were very into it. And and I'm going to give all credit to Statlander. I think her awesome splash, just the way she wrestles. There was that cool spear move where she was going to do with her cartwheel and she got speared. Um, She's a star. Uh, She's gonna. She's already a star in this women's division, and when they're ready to take the belt off Brit, she's definitely someone you need to consider that could could wear it because I don't think there's anyone better than her right now. I mean, there's as good a good as, but I don't think there's anyone better than her in the division.
1: Rosa, my friend, Thunder. As good
0: as I, I didn't say. (laughs) I was.
1: Rose is better than Chris. I love Chris, but Rose is better. Um. Yeah, I mean, the pops that we were hearing the rest of the night were deafening. And then Nyla came out and nobody gave a shit. And then Chris came out and, like, three people gave a shit. Um, it, it's just the consequence, in the same way I even tweeted this, like, in the same way that, uh, like, those pops feel like rewards for doing logical storytelling and have clear, like clearly defined good guys and bad guys now this is the other side of that right this division's been a fucking mess and so now you're not getting any reactions until obviously brit comes out so um yeah i mean this was short so i liked that about it um that spot of her what's it called the 451 basically that power bomb with nyla was bananas. Like, I don't think anybody's going to talk about anything but that spot. And that's fine. Like, that was very impressive. So, I mean, just another match in the women's division happening for no reason with Nyla, who isn't over. And they just keep putting her on TV. I don't get it. I don't I'd get argue it.
0: there's a reason for this match. I would argue there's a reason. Of course, you
1: would.
0: <laughs> Someone has to if you're just going to spout nonsense. Um, they are both as much as we hate the rankings they're both higher ranked women and clearly as much as Velvet, you know Red Velvet's getting this shot against Brit that kind of came out of nowhere they're clearly trying to have the story be who's going to be the next one up to really make a run at it and i think this is part of that story um nyla's I mean, Ob- commentary
1: said it i don't think they said it like I I mean, th- there's, when want, there's no reason to- for the two people in the ring to be facing each other and that's why a did, continual... why, did,
0: why did Daniel Garcia face Darby well,
1: Allen? Would you please let me finish my thought when that's a continued pattern in the women's division. And again, the only fucking match you get per night, like that's problematic. This is the only thing that's happening there. So if the only thing that's happening there has nothing to do with the two people in the ring actually facing each other and the motive is outside you. This sucks. Booking in women's wrestling sucks right now. Like, it's terrible. And it's a shame because we saw a really good match between Allie and Layla last week, and that was kind of pointless. And this was an all right enough match. Chris looked great, and this was kind of pointless. It's just the same. It's annoying because now we're even seeing progress in the women's division, but it's pointless progress because it's not really going anywhere. So, like, if the justification is the one eight-minute spot you get a night is for a peripheral story, fuck your hand because that sucks. Like, that's not good enough. Do better.
3: I thought they mentioned that with Statlander's win, this will probably put her in line for a match against whoever the champion is after Rampage.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: So, but that is, I mean, why was Darby facing Garcia? Why do they do a lot of things? AEW is definitely more, I actually feel like it's more old school where sometimes you just have matches to have matches. That being said, I'm not arguing that this being your only women's match is a good thing. There should be others. But taking this one as it is, there was a there was a purpose because it's to give you the, the next big contender. And it was a, was a decent enough match for what it was. And I would argue that they at least followed up the Layla thing with having that prison uh, promo by Camille where she looked like someone was just forcing her to say it. So at least there was follow-up there. <laughs>
3: There's a reason reason they didn't let Camille talk in the NWA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My bigger thing is like. Match was fine. Okay. It had a peripheral purpose, but like when you can't hear the entrance music when the guys come out because the reactions are so startling and you could hear a fucking pin drop when Nyla comes out, you fucked up your division. Like do something, man. That's a fucked
0: up Nyla more than I'd say. I mean, they fucked up the division. I'm not gonna argue Yeah, that. no, but Chris I think is still Nyla's, over,
1: But like, I think
0: Nyla's been fucked up Nyla more away. than most of them because, like, uh like Aunt says, when does Nyla win a big match?
1: Yeah,
3: she doesn't. She just gets beat by girls that are a third of her size
1: and better than her at wrestling.
2: Yeah, I think the only reason Nyla is in this match tonight is, you For know, that spot.
1: Well, not only for that
2: spot, but because she's larger than Chris. So Chris obviously beat a larger opponent. It maybe makes her look stronger, right? So she beat somebody who's a little bit bigger. You know, even though Niall is not getting the wins, you beat an opponent who attacked you earlier. You know, she's larger, whatever. It is what it is. I'm just happy that they're pushing Chris a little bit here. Yes, man. And
3: she beat her impressively. She put her, she power bombed her. Even if Nyla was on the rope, like, climbed the ropes, like, Nyla's not an easy girl to get up. And she got up and walked, took a couple steps with her and, and powerbombed her, and then she hit that uh, area 451 for the win. So it was a great showing for Chris Statlander. And we didn't get a heels promo, and we didn't get a commercial and a picture-in-picture show. I know.
1: And it was earlier in the night.
3: So things might yeah. be looking up.
0: Let me ask you a question here, Kate, since we're on the women's division, might as well talk about it. I don't need to talk specifically about the segments. But you had this match you had them at least give a promo for Layla's match and then you obviously Britt had a huge segment of the night would you at least count this as a positive i'm not saying the divisions trending whatever way but would you if you were marking it as a positive or negative night for the women's division
1: yeah for a couple of reasons i guess like the chris looked good and um i mean night yeah it's I wouldn't say it's positive. I would say it's pretty neutral, but I guess maybe Brett's segment points it in the right direction, um, but she's fucking injured. So great. Like uh,
0: they do need two women's matches. I think
1: would they get, really They help. need a fucking a storyline and a B storyline. I don't even care if you run the B storyline on Dark or Rampage, whatever the fuck. Like, it's just not that different. Than what you do with the men's. It's unbelievably stupid that it is muddy in any way, shape, or form. It's so fucking stupid that they treat this differently than they treat, I don't know, the rest of their programming. It's asinine. Absolutely asinine. They do have a better, but better.
2: They do have a B storyline running with Swole and and Diamante where they're. They are building to that, though. You, I mean, you have to admit that there's no, I think I think
1: Swole's out again. I think her Crohn's is back. I thought I read
2: she can't <laughs> catch a break.
1: Yeah, if
2: it is, that sucks. But they yes. listen, they they were telling a story there and they they still are. We we have to see what's going on, but they they had a, a video segment with the two of them, you know, getting in each other's face and throwing down a challenge. You know, they're telling a story there and that is a, a dark story. Um you know, they are telling this story right now with uh, Britt Baker and Red Velvet, although short, it's clearly because who are you going to let Britt beat, you know, in, in Pittsburgh on the first night? You're not going to give eventing. her... Main Right. And you're not going to give her the next big... Um, like, it's not going to be the next big challenger. It's too soon for that. So, I mean, I, I would say right now... You're right, Kate. They do need two matches, but it looks like they're going to give them something on Rampage as well. So at least in that one hour, they are not right now, they are not excluding the women. Now, week two of Rampage, we'll see what happens. Like We have to hope that they continue to put the women on Rampage. The women are really heavily involved in the darks, which I think is also good. I understand the argument that it's not television, so maybe not a lot of eyes are there, but, man, they get a lot of matches on on Dark.
1: I just wish that I was more than incrementally excited about it, which I don't think I have been since the Lights Out match. That's all. I just want to be excited. I want to feel like there's some fire in the women's division at all. I want someone, I said a couple weeks ago, nobody has come out and said, Britt Baker, you were so confident in your wrestling, you got to fucking entire other medical degree to be a dentist that's how confident you were like how is nobody saying that like there's just no fire in this division outside of i mean Britt doing her thing but like i just i'm so sick of like even the positive steps i thought the lights out match was going to be like maybe i'm getting excited about women's wrestling every week and it has been a fart in church since like it's just it's the same shit a great
0: time I mean, if you're gonna call it a fart in church, church, that's a great time.
1: I don't someone know. Who, I, I went I, to
0: Catholic school, buddy. That that was a.
1: I was always a. I don't know, a a girl. Farts are gross.
0: Oh, farts are funny. You, I, I know we need to move on, but let me just ask this this final question.
1: Why, like, Long Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ? <laughs> it's a good question.
3: Some things never change.
0: <laughs> someone has to keep her angry.
1: Why? It, Oh, there's plenty of people in this world doing that if today. if rampage
0: becomes more women focused and you, dynamite stays basically just one match, but rampage you have a couple and you get some storylines will that will you be happy for a while not permanently but at least for a if while?
1: fucking any good if they're not about cheeseburgers, yeah, I'll be excited if it's not a bunch of dumb shit like if they tell a story, well, I will be excited. That's okay. it. that's all. tag belts cool are you going to be able to tell a tag belt story because you can't do it one like i don't know
2: i don't think they're doing women's tag belts i really don't think they're trending that way they should but i don't think they're going to uh i think we're going to get trios before we get women's tag belts anyway let's move on so we can get through the show uh backstage we get a young bucks uh promo where they mock uh hangman adam page and talk about how they've dominated the entire tag division and proved that they're the best of all time. And it's going to be as easy as a layup beating the Jurassic Express next week. And they, of course, have the basketball with the hoop. And as they go in for a layup, uh, Luchasaurus runs in to block the shot. Jungle Boy grabs the ball uh, and slam dunks after Luchasaurus sets a pick. Uh, and the Young Bucks are complaining that there was a foul. Uh, they uh, That was an illegal pick. Uh, and we go to break. Um, so we're clearly just hyping up for next week. I thought it was uh, fun to see them continue the basketball segment. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to make any comments here. Uh, they
1: be going hard in the paint. I like it.
2: It's absolutely right. <laughs> um, so as we come back for commercial, we get uh, the hype reel for Britt Baker defending her title uh, against Red Velvet on the main event of the first ever AEW Dynamite. Oh, sorry, AEW Rampage on uh, this Friday night. And Tony Schiavone interviews the doctor in the ring. She comes out to a huge pop in Britsburg wearing her uh, Britsburg-inspired gear, black and gold, with all the shitty sports league uh, team logos on it. Um, and Brit says that she can't comment on Red Velvet's rise because it wouldn't be fair Uh, Because she can't relate to it. Uh, She didn't have to rise. She's always been on top of the division. And the baddest bitch on the block. Uh, She can relate to Red Velvet's fearlessness. And she wasn't afraid to step up. When that city needed a champion. And she bleeds black and gold. As much as anybody there. Uh, But it's been a difficult year. So she presents Pittsburgh. Hope. In the form of her women's title. Um, Speaking of hope. Red Velvet. Uh, Might have a glimmer of it uh, if there were wrestling in any other city, but not in Britsburg. And once that interview concludes, Red Velvet comes out to make the attack referees do a pull apart. And we move on to a video package. Uh, So, um, Kate, we were just talking about the women. I want to go to you first. This is not to rile you up. I just know that you're very opinionated about this. What about this segment, the pull apart? Did you like any of this?
1: I actually liked the segment all around. I thought this whole thing was great. I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm in. Everybody waving their terrible towels when she came.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The minute she said she was a Steeler fan, she got muted.
1: Oh, you said you wanted Dan Marino's poop on your poop mount rushmore on Monday.
3: Yeah, Dan Marino never raped a girl in the bathroom.
1: (laughs) My God.
3: I mean, allegedly. Not
1: all of the Steelers and all of their actions.
3: Fucking, no, Jerome Bettis wouldn't go to Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute's party. It's true. So, fuck him too. Fuck the bus. How do you like them apples? <laughs>
2: fuck the bus.
1: Um, this was, I thought this was great. Uh, I really appreciate that they didn't do the, like, you have to lose in front of your hometown thing for heat, or you have to be so heelish in front of your hometown, like, they were going to cheer for her no matter what. So, like, the fact that they just let her do her thing but lean into the fact that she's in Pittsburgh, like, it's one stop. It's not going to kill you. Um, I, I really liked that they just let this be what it was meant to be. She's there to represent hope for Pittsburgh, right? Like, I thought it was great. It felt more baby facey. I didn't care. People were going to cheer for her either way. So, um, I liked it. The pull part was fine. Uh, but it was just that that reaction in front of the hometown like she's uh the the towels going and her jacket and and the pop that she got was was just awesome so very juxtaposed to how i felt about the other women's stuff
2: it is funny too uh matt i think it's kind of interesting too that Obviously we know they're in Pittsburgh. So brick gets cheered. Uh, red velvet gets heavily booed when she makes her run in and she's clearly the baby face. Uh, so, um, it's, it's interesting to see that play out in the home crowd. If that was anywhere else, I'm sure they'd probably be scratching their heads. Like, what are we supposed to do? Was there a question there? I mean, any thoughts
3: here? I thought this was fantastic. Uh, the little, I think they planted a small seed tonight when Britt Baker stole your girl's line. She said she was the baddest bitch here.
2: Well, she might be the baddest bitch, but she's not that bitch.
3: Well, can't be the, I mean, what's the difference between the baddest bitch and that bitch?
1: The badness. (laughs)
3: Well, when you're that bitch, aren't you a bad bitch?
2: You're just that bitch.
3: So you would rather be that bitch versus the baddest bitch?
2: I, Please I don't, know.
1: don't ever end this conversation. Right. I, this I thought it was like... a shot
3: at Jade Cargo. I thought they were going to plant a little seed there.
1: I thought I actually thought that too when this this happened, Matt. I'm with you on that. That it seemed like a little bit of uh shadowing. And I've said from the beginning, I would love that feud because I think that collision of egos would be fantastic
2: she has used she has used that line i think a couple times here where she says i'm the baddest bitch well, in I aew think... or something like that and now now i don't i just want to say i don't disagree that i think that there's maybe that at some point jade's gonna be like who are you talking about like i'm that bitch
3: right i think and, if and Smart mark sterling is the lawyer that he claims to be this is slander against her brand. He needs to go out there and say, you can't use that phrase. This is my client's change, Mar- phrase. That's like my it. client. How dare you?
2: I would I would hope that they're a little further away from Jade and uh, and Brit at this point, because I think Jade needs a little more work. But I think it's there, and it could bubble up for sure.
3: And you know what? It's okay if everyone hates Red Velvet, because everyone hates Brandy Rhodes. So that's who brought her in. So let's just hate Red Velvet. We need some goddamn heels. You need a heel in this fucking women's division. Look, Britt's over. No matter what she does, she's fucking over. So she's the face. Red Velvet's the heel, God damn it. And I don't mind a, a sassy sassy heel. With her, she's going <laughs> to give you the whatever. Turn it up, baby. Give her the, I like give it. Give her the cake. I like it. I like it. I like this segment. I'm all in.
2: Long. You like
3: this?
0: Hit it song. I did. Um, I I don't like Pittsburgh teams more than you do, but I like the gear. I thought it was uh, a nice touch. Um, I didn't notice the shoulder patches, though, at first, and maybe that helped me because all I saw was the color scheme. Uh, I actually like that they haven't changed much of Britt's promo in the sense of, like, if she had said those comments anywhere but Pittsburgh, she'd have been booed for them. Like, I give you hope. Is booed in every other town but Pittsburgh. So it's a nice way to keep like consistency in her character. Um, I like the pull apart. I do want to point out since we're doing the the Velvet stirring it up, if anyone goes and watches uh I forget which dark it was on, but one of her dark matches, Tesha Price is in the back doing maybe the best stir it up I've ever seen, where her eyes are crossed and she's just like, it's fucking nuts. But that being said, Velvet's perfect for this because no one expects her to win, but she has been at least established as someone to care about in division and britain is going to get her big win in pittsburgh where they wanted to push her before before she was ready and now this time she is the star that they were hoping she'd be so that's fine um yeah that's all i gotta say
2: let's just hope it's a good showing for brit in Pittsburgh. the crowd will be behind it regardless but let's just hope it's a good match um we also get a video package here of Ricky Starks and Brian cage, where they're basically going to both be at rampage Nick or sorry, dynamite next week. So we'll see what happens with the two of them, but we know that there's issues there. Uh, we also get the, uh, we then go into the dark order, uh, evil who Stu Grayson versus the good brothers, doc Gallows and machine gun, Carl Anderson for the impact world tag team championships. Um, cutting to the end of this match, Uh, We do get a breakdown. Uno hits a reverse STO. Um, They're also thinking about hitting the fatality, but um, a belt gets thrown in the ring. Uh, The referee turns his back and uh, they hit the the gun stun. Uh, They pick up Grayson and hit the uh, magic killer for the Good Brothers to retain their titles uh an impact. Uh we also had uh Brandon Cutler getting involved in this match and uh Frankie Kazarian came down and basically dragged him off. So we still get to see the uh elite hunter involved in the storylines here. Um you know Matt I didn't think we were gonna see a title change here tonight uh but I listen Uno and Grayson I think are always a lot of fun to watch. Stu Grayson is a fucking treasure Uh, to that company. I mean, I was highly entertained by this match. What would you think?
3: I thought it was a great tag match. Uh, I really did think they were going to shake things up and put the titles on the Dark Order, but they've also kind of laid down um, the idea that maybe things aren't so great in the Dark Order. Only Colt Cabana came out with uh, Stu and Uno. Um, The match itself was fantastic. Uh, Referee Brian Hebner from Impact, was your referee, and uh Scott Demore on commentary was nice. Um So I know we talked about it before with the, the world title. It seems like we're getting a little more rub of the Impact champions on AEW, so maybe finally someone said, hey, maybe we should mention that this other promotion's champions are featured heavily on our show. Uh But the match was fantastic, and I'm with you. Stu Grayson is unbelievable. I think the Dark Order of Uno and Stu are one of the most underrated tag teams out there. Uh, cause I don't think we've gotten, I don't think we've gotten to see their true potential in AEW, uh, post AEW when they were the super smash brothers, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. If you're not familiar with them, look them up. They're a great tag team. Will you two stop.
2: <laughs> Schlong. Um, any take on this match, anything you want to add here?
0: It was a really good match. Um, I'm in agreement with how good that pairing of the Dark Order is. Grayson is stupendous. Um, yeah. good
1: one. He's going to be my replacement, guys. You to start him early. Start him with the puns.
0: I will point out, if you are looking on Twitter, the Dark Order have put out some tweets. Uh, I think Reynolds was pointing out how nice it was to watch Dynamite with his friends. And then Evil Uno thanked Colt Cabana for supporting them. So... They're, they're carrying on the storyline, you know, via the tweets. So that's pretty interesting. I didn't think they'd win the title only because of the cage thing earlier in the night. Had Christian not come out and actually gotten a match for it, I was highly expecting them to win those titles just to give them something to do. But overall, really good match. I, I, all jokes aside, Stu Grayson can do some things in that ring that he just really shouldn't be able to do when he, he does. So
1: yeah i'm with you i could see him going on a singles run at some point i think he's such a star um I, I thought the match was great it exceeded my expectations i don't know why my expectations weren't high they're great both of these teams so um but this was fantastic as matt alluded to the forbidden door to refereeing is open it's wonderful news um some more on commentary didn't need it uh but fine it's good that they're at least getting the exposure that they signed up for so uh I, I just echo your guys statements that I think that this was a great match and that man Stu Grayson is such a fantastic star and I could definitely see him TNT champion tag champion whatever but um going on a friendly singles run where it doesn't have to be a we turned on each other and split up thing but like a um a la the new day or whatever and in, in WWE where it doesn't mean you have to abandon your people to to have a breakout moment. Um I could see him going that way, but what a phenomenal worker.
2: Uh yeah, I agree with that. Um, Kate, that's a good point. I think he could take kind of a friendly singles run. Um, you know, especially if at some point in this company they decide to do some sort of cruiserweight X division type thing, he would be a fucking star. Uh, And the singles run there Uh, after the match, we do get that hype reel for that Camille uh, Layla uh, Hirsch match uh, for the NWA World Championship or Women's World World Women's Championship. Excuse me. Um, As Schlong said, Camille looked like she was reading uh, a hostage note sitting in front of that camera no personality there whatsoever uh i'm gonna just keep going and then if we want to comment on anything we can uh tony shivani also is interviewing qt marshall and aaron solo in the ring and qt marshall claims that tony should be the one apologizing to him um uh, but we don't have time Who? to wait oh uh, oh my goodness qt marshall i'm so sorry
1: okay no no, no got- it's okay i just wanted to clarify
2: i gotta put respect on his name qt marshall um Uh, And uh, Marshall uh, will apologize for him, uh, not for pouring the protein shake on Shivani's head, but for what they're going to do to his son, Chris Shivani, who is sitting ringside. Uh, So uh, he gets pulled into the ring um, and uh, they pull him up. Tony Tony apologizes, but QT doesn't accept it and hits the diamond cutter on Chris Shivani. And that's when... No more BS. Paul White comes down to the ring, and he enters the ring. QT Marshall throws Aaron Solo at him. Paul kind of like, you know, gazes at at uh, at QT. Uh, you know, puts his hand on the throat of Aaron Solo and choke slams him. Uh, so, don't know, guys. Maybe a little uh, QT Marshall. Paul White thing happening here. Um, he did say he's going to be coming back to the ring at some point, so maybe they just do something short with him with QT Marshall. Schlong. Uh, anything here you want to comment on the Camille uh, video or this segment? Uh, what do we like?
0: I am Camille. I have a match against Layla Hirsch. It will be wonderful. Um, no, the promos. I'm sorry. She like you said. She looked like she was reading a hostage note that was terrible and it's even worse that it was like a pre-cut promo like you couldn't get a better take um <laughs> matt's look at me when i said that uh the qt marshall uh paul white thing i'm wondering if i'm going to stick by this, this might be a for nick camarado of all people i, I mentioned a couple of weeks back that they were hyping up how much of a powerhouse he is the way show that is against a, a literal giant of a man and I also have to at least compliment AEW in this. They mentioned, I think, very early on, if not the very beginning of the broadcast, they had Tony acknowledge that his, his son was able to make a trip up, that he was off work. And I just thought that was a nice touch so that no one randomly later on was like, why is his son there? Because, you know, some asshole was going to say that. But I knew we were always going to see uh, Paul White back in the ring. So if you're going to do a storyline, this is a perfect one
2: for him. I concur. Kate? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to ask Kate how she felt about Paul White because I know that she wasn't super hot on him. And that's not a, it's not a dig at you. I just want your take now that we've seen him jump in the ring and give a choke slam. What do you feel about the Paul White angle here?
1: Well, I mean, I never doubted that he could do a choke slam. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, it was actually, I got a text from Kevin from the Monday Night Show who was wondering if this would be an opportunity if Gogo is healed up to come back because of the, the punching um which is a a very good call but i don't think he's cleared but this does seem like a good way to revive what was happening with like the factory storyline in a completely different way um and to make those guys feel relevant again because they kind of got pushed off a cliff so if that's the way they're going with it that's fine i'm not like super excited to see big show i'm not angry about it either that works um that's a, a good use of him if they're gonna put over younger talent with it i like it
2: Uh, Matt's nodding, so I'm assuming he agrees with everything. Uh, I do. You're right. I do.
3: I think this is a great use of Big Show. I love Schlong's idea of Camarado. Big Show. Like, you know, the Big Show's not going to show up, and he's not going to wrestle for a world title, so let's, like, use him to fucking build these stars up, and if you can get it, Nick Camarado in there to have an impressive showcase against the big show. He doesn't necessarily necessarily have to beat him, but if he can hang with the big show and put on a, a, an entertaining match, then I think that's a win for everyone. And it's a perfect spot. Like you're like, who's going to come out and save Tony Schiavone big show makes fucking perfect sense. And it was the last person I was thinking of. And I loved how he took his watch off as he's walking down the ramp. Like it was fucking cool. And if this is what you're going to do with the big show, I'm not going to complain about it. Cause it makes sense. And it's, not a top story and if it puts over a younger guy it's a home run for me so thumbs up all around to this
2: you know and to your point man i wasn't thinking i was thinking the whole time who's gonna save shivani and the big show never entered my brain and on dark uh elevation at times where like qt marshall was sitting doing commentary he would be kind of making these comments and sort of needling paul white and Paul White would sort of be like, oh, all right, all right. You know, like, and sort of be like, you know, all talk and kind of like shooting back a little bit. So it, it does make a little bit of sense. You know, it was perfect after, you know, the fact thinking about it. So we'll see where that storyline goes. They did hype up the next two shows. Uh, Rampage on August 13th will feature three matches we, as we've talked about tonight. The first will be the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Uh, Match where Kenny Omega is defending against Christian Cage. We will get the AEW TNT Championship match. Miro will face Fuego del Sol. And if Fuego wins, he will also get a contract. And then we're also going to headline that night with an AEW Women's World Championship match where Britt Baker will defend against Red Velvet. They also announced for Dynamite on the 18th, we'll have that World Tag Team Championship match with the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, Sammy Guevara is going to have a match against Sean Spears next week. Uh, and, And Sammy is apparently going to make a major announcement Uh, We're also going to get that Texas Tornado match with Sting and Darby Allen versus 2.0. This is the first time Sting's going to be in the ring on TNT in what, like 20 years? Uh, So that'll be interesting. And we're going to get one more match. But let's talk about what we get. After the break, they did recap the Joey Janela study kiss thing. We already talked about that, so we don't need to talk again, but we get our final match of the night. The main event, Chris Jericho versus Wardlow in the fourth labor of Jericho match. Uh, Jericho will have to face Wardlow. MJF was going to be at ringside uh, to make sure things went down uh, smoothly. Uh, and if Jericho wins this, he gets his fifth labor against MJF. So, uh, clearly we knew, uh, Wardlow was going to just beat the ever living shit out of Jericho. Uh, and there were certain times where, uh, Jericho gets like the waltz well, Jericho, uh, on, uh, on Wardlow MJF gets involved and rakes the eyes. So he is not staying out of the business here, but towards the end of this match, um, MJF tries to pass, uh, I guess his diamond ring to Wardlow in the ring and Aubrey catches him, so she ejects MJF, uh, and uh, security comes out to make sure he can't get involved. While Aubrey is busy dealing with MJF uh, leaving, Jericho is able to grab Floyd, hit uh, Wardlow to stun him, then he hits the uh, Judas Effect, and Jericho is able to win by pinfall, earning himself that fifth labor match against MJF. Post-match, we get an attack by Spears. Sammy Guevara comes to make the save. Obviously, they're going to fight next week. Uh, Wardlow starts to get involved, uh, and MJF gets in and puts the salt of the earth on Jericho's injured arm. Jericho's tapping. No one's helping him, and then Jay Hager comes down to make the save. And as Max gets on the mic from the stage, he says that Jericho might have won the match and earned another shot at him, but he hasn't heard the stipulation for next week. Next week's stipulation for the fifth and final chapter, there will be no Judas effect. No Judas as his theme, dead silence, no elbows. And if he does hit the Judas effect, it's an automatic victory for MJF. The prediction, Chris is going to find a way, uh, find out that he hasn't met his match. He's met his successor. There's a new king in town. His name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That ends our night, folks. So, uh matthew i'd like to go to you first uh since we haven't had your take on really any of these other labors um what do you think of this match and what do you think of the stipulation next week
3: uh i thought the match was okay Wardlow still is kind of green so he does need a little work but uh the power factor was put over huge he powerbombed him like a hundred fucking times Uh, Mostly during the picture-in-picture, so you probably missed it because you weren't paying attention to the tiny picture because my brain doesn't let me do that. I have to watch the big picture. Um, Post-match, whatever, you know, this... uh, I really like Sean Spears. I wish I would get to see him more on my television. Uh, I think it's fucking going to be amazing next week when Chris Jericho comes out and the whole crowd sings Judas. So, uh, what are they, in Houston? uh i don't remember where they are but yes i think i believe they're in texas somewhere you have a week to learn all the fucking words to judas dummies make (laughs) sure you get it right um i think that's going to be amazing i think it's a it's such like a a simple thing for that to be like an mjf stipulation uh i've kind of just ready for this to be over i don't like how anytime mjf is on the losing end it's Because somebody is beating him at his own game. They did it with Moxley. Uh, They just did it with this match here with Jericho and the bat. So, uh, I don't know. I'm just... I think I'm at the point where I'm tired of seeing Chris Jericho on my TV. I hate to say that because I really do like Jericho. But after... I I don't think I've gotten the Hooventude match out of my mouth yet. The taste of it. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of done with this. It's almost... It's almost like the inner circle against the the elite and the inner circle against the pinnacle. And it just what feels like fucking
2: going on forever. <laughs> He's deflating. Matt's still
0: got some hoobie juice in his mouth. And I have too he... much hoobie juice in my
3: mouth. He kind
1: of turned into wacky, wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing like two men. He just like... It's
3: late, man. These fucking shows. I gone know. Fucking ever. But yeah, uh, 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 I'm. I'm. Whatever. I just want this to be over,
2: and let's move on. Let's find something else for him, Jeff, to do. Kate, let's get your take. Anything you want to call out?
1: Uh, yeah, the inner circle should have broken up back when that was a stipulation. This is boring and holding back the other people in the inner circle. I feel like at this point, um, I think. It's also booked in reverse. Like you bring out Nick Gage in a pizza cutter, you have a 50 year old Jericho bleeding his ass off. And now it's like Wardlow, and you can't sing Judas or use the Judas effect. That just has been a decline on the excitement front, right? So, uh, a couple of things there. I'm ready for this to be done. At the end of the day, I think Jericho and, and MJF will have a really good match. They did it before. Uh, they got to give Wardlow a big, meaningful win at some point. Because then you're in Nyla territory. Here's this beast, who's a beast, who can't win a match when it counts. So um, he's got to stop losing the big match. That's about it.
2: Shlong, what do you think of the stip next week?
0: Um, I'm with Matt and that I want to hear everyone sing uh, Judas. I think not having the Judas effect kind of makes sense because it has been a hyped-up finishing move and that if he hits it, he wins. Um, that's the nice thing about when you protect a finisher that it becomes important if the guy can't get it. Uh, I would also point out, you know, I'm, I'm, with everyone. I want this to be over. Not that it was terrible. I was better getting here than I thought with all the stipulations, but I do like that. They've kind of pretty much se- separated out FTR and Santana and Ortiz and kept them away from this entire thing and let their feud be their own feud. Um, and I have to laugh that Hager got a
2: huge pop. Hager of all people. Yeah. I, me. I, I don't know. I'm I i I'm in agreement with everybody. I'm ready for this faction to kind of be over uh, and let these guys kind of go their separate ways. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Sammy announces next week. I hope it's a big announcement as they're hyping it up to be. So, um, so we'll see what happens. Um, that's the end of the show, though. So there are just a few uh a few notes to uh to get through nothing too earth-shattering. Uh we mentioned before Max Caster um uh so um we should just mention that uh it has been noted that um Max Caster, you know, and his rap performance uh got him some heat this last week. Tony Khan kind of took uh said he took control of the shows now and the editing and all that kind of stuff but um it looks like there's reports out there saying that Max Caster is now going to be on a 2 month suspension and have to go through some sort of uh you know sensitivity training for for what he did uh there was also a report that they actually had a dark match recorded this week and they decided to cut it off the show um you know, Schlong is a guy who watches the darks and stuff like that. Are are you surprised at the reaction here that he's actually going to be suspended for two months? Because one, um, it you know maybe wasn't his fault completely that this actually made it to air, um, and I guess two, when you boil it down, um, you know, two months and sensitivity training. Maybe they could have kept him off TV for like a month and put him through some sort of program. It just seems a little excessive. I mean, what, what are your thoughts here?
0: I think it's fairly excessive. Um, again, I'm not going to say his rap was great and that, you know, it probably it was definitely ill-advised and he shouldn't have said it, but people have definitely taken it farther than it was. They put in con- fake context behind certain comments that didn't exist. Um, it was just it was a shitty rap for a guy trying to be funny it should have never been on YouTube it would have been easy enough to edit out uh, which isn't on him I think they would have been better off I don't really like the whole has to make a public apology thing but I'd rather that than suspend the guy for two months and make him take sensitivity training and sensitivity training I don't care about the suspended for two months thing because um, there's more people involved in that than just him. Bowens gets punished for it. Uh, the varsity blondes kind of get punished for it because they were in a feud that now just goes away. I think you would have been better off having him come out, say an apology, and just move on. And I also think in today's world, it would have been forgotten. I mean, people really move quickly, move on quickly from this stuff. They, they don't, the outrage is about 24 hours and then everybody's done with it. So I, I, I don't get this.
2: Matt, uh, for what was stated by Tony Khan as a systematic failure, you know, Max Caster's pretty much taken the rap all, no pun intended there. He's pretty much taken, you know, the all of the fault for this by getting suspended. I mean, the reports were that all the appearances are on ice, you know, for the time being. So, I mean, what do you think about this? Is this... Are we throwing the blame at the wrong place here?
3: I I mean, if you've listened to this podcast and any show I've ever done, I'm com- wired completely different than anyone who's 15 years younger than me. Uh, I get what he was trying to do. He's a heel. It's wrestling. Um, you know, I know it's a different time. I don't think it was okay. It didn't bother me. My biggest problem is got past the goalie how is there nobody there like how does it have to get how does there have to be fucking outrage over this for tony khan to be like well now i'll take over the editing like why why is why don't you have a team in place you know i'm sure he fucking clears that rap with somebody you've heard his raps before they're they're very edgy that's his thing he's a rapper like yeah. he had to go to somebody with this and be like this is my rap tonight and there's not one person who was there that was like you know what dude bad idea i get it you're trying to be topical um the duke stuff is like 10 years too too old but it's still sensitive material like this is a bad idea let's rewrite something else and the fact that it got someone was like go ahead do it you're good like what did you think was going to happen it's fucking embarrassing and i brought it up in the discord the other day like it's in my eyes it's the same as when fucking jim cornette made that that stupid comment on the nw this is all taped shit why are you letting it get to air anything that is remotely questionable you should be like we should do that again that shouldn't make air it's not fucking 1997 anymore Sorry, Bully Ray telling some girl in the front row of an ECW show that she's there with her mother and her mother taught her how to suck dick isn't going to fly in 2021. Like, this shit shouldn't be happening. Yeah, This is a major wrestling promotion on fucking TNT. You should have somebody there who's like, this is not a good idea. Don't let this happen. Somebody has to take the fall for it. Tony Khan goes on Busted Open. He says, I'm going to take over now. And unfortunately, Max Caster is to blame because it's the rap he wrote. It's the rap he sang. It's the words that came out of his mouth. I don't agree with it. But, you know, somebody has to shit rolls downhill. Somebody has to take the blame for it. So it is what it is, right?
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, he's talent. So he's going to get the he's going to get the uh, heat for it. So we'll see. Nothing official has been put out there. The reports are two months and sensitivity training, but it's clear that uh, they were pulled out of the rankings. You know, they didn't appear on TV anywhere this week. So something is going on behind the scenes. Um, Renee Paquette uh, did an interview this week and she did let it out that her non-compete is almost up. She was, Uh, She was asked, I guess, about, you know, what her next move is. And she said, I don't ever want to separate myself from professional wrestling. I know that's where my fan base comes from. I know that's essentially going to always be my bread and butter. And I love that. I love professional wrestling. So I'm not looking to get away from it by any stretch. Looking at AEW, I think there are endless opportunities of other things I could be doing over there. If that was to be something that came up down the line, I've honestly not put much thought into it. So looks like Renee Paquette's uh, non-compete is almost up. She's not thinking about going to AEW. Clearly Moxley working there could be something to kind of change her mind, but uh, you know, looks like she's just enjoying everything she's doing now. So uh, we'll see what's next for Renee Paquette, but you know, Matt, as far as, like, other things she might be able to do in AEW, where do you think they might be able to use her? Where could she be of value to them?
3: I'm sure she you could put her on Rampage. She could put her on one of the thousand YouTube shows. She could be a backstage lady. I don't know. On the list of things I care about in AEW, Renee Paquette's all at the fucking bottom. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I don't care about her. I don't care about DDP's daughter, Lexi Nair. Like, I just don't care.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
3: Sorry. It's late getting tired, fired up about things. Things I don't care about. Nelly, get out of here. How do you feel here. about Renee Pocket?
0: Well, first of all, how long was her fucking no-compete clause? Jesus Two Christ, years. she's been going for a while.
2: It, it, If the timing is kind of working out, I believe it's about a year, it looks like.
0: Holy shit. Um, so, I don't care, care. I think... You know, AEW with Unrestricted, they did that Lexi Nair show. They clearly realized that in today's world with wrestling with anything, you have to have outside the ring things as well. And I think that's where she would thrive. So if they want to use her to create her own show, a post show, anything like that, I think that's where she'd be best. But it doesn't really matter that much to me. No, but I can also, there's a lot of value in that. And it's an extra, you put it on YouTube, you get it monetized. There's extra income there. Um, I definitely think she could make them money back either through multiple shows she could do or just being someone who uh, does interviews on the, on the show, but I don't really think they need that. I think her value is YouTube and other outlets.
2: Well, uh, we'll see what happens next for Renee Paquette. I did not mean to get Matt all riled up. It was just some news from the week. Kate had to bounce out. Uh, Unfortunately, she's not here to talk about her favorite subject, CM Punk uh CM Punk is involved um uh in the first season of uh Heels uh which is premiering on Stars this Sunday August 15th where he plays a veteran wrestler, wrestler um uh and uh he was doing i guess an interview um uh with uh Sunday Night Main Events uh Jason Agnew uh and uh a few things came up during that interview that are kind of interesting, he was asked about the first dance, uh, which would be next Friday night uh, and punk basically uh, had this is his answer let me look at the calendar. What did you say it was the 20th? I think I actually might be doing a screening. This isn't confirmed yet. So I probably shouldn't blast this out everywhere, but we're talking about doing a screening of the episode, uh, episode three of heels at an AMC in Chicago. And that's one of the deals that's been proposed. So hope to see everybody there. Uh, he was also asked about uh, Darby Allen dropping the best in the world. Catchphrase into the promo uh, about the same rampage in Chicago. Um and Punk said, hey, best in the world, that could be anybody. That's Daniel Bryan. Uh, or he said, that's Brian Danielson, right? Uh, that's my assumption. I hear best in the world, I think Brian. I think Darby Allen's great. Everybody in wrestling would uh in the wrestling world needs to uh needs to never do a dive ever again because you can't do it better than Darby. When I approached my in-ring stuff, you know I could do uh, I could do a moonsault. It sucks. And why would I do one? Because everybody on the roster could do a better one than me. So it's like, why bother? Um, If you watch Darby wrestle, uh, you watch him do one of those dives. He actually looks like he's trying to murder somebody. So it doesn't get any better than that. Stop doing dives, everybody. Uh, And then he was also asked about early conversations in 2019 with Tony Khan. uh, But he sort of steered that conversation back to heels and acting. So he's being a little cheeky and dodgy here, guys. Um, um so I, I don't know. I wish Kate was here to kind of give her take. I'm sure we can get it another time, but Matt doesn't want this to go another hour. Uh so looks like Dar uh Darby, it looks like CM Punk is uh sort of um being cheeky with us. We'll have to see what happens on the next episode next week on the 20th of Rampage in Chicago. The final thing we had here was uh just a note on Adam Cole. Uh, So obviously the notes, uh, the news came out that Adam Cole's deal was coming up with uh, WWE. Um, And uh, there were some reports this week that um, uh, he was negotiating a new deal with NXT, but AEW made an offer as well. And uh, he had not agreed to either offer, but then it came out. Tony uh, Khan reached out to Meltzer directly and said uh, he has not made an offer to Adam Cole at all uh it's also been reported here that uh, apparently uh the rumors are that the wwe slash nxt are not making adam re-signing adam cole a priority uh my goodness um with all the things that were going on in nxt you know schlong i'm going to ask you first uh why would adam cole not being re-signed be, not be a priority
0: well they're clearly changing whatever nxt is supposed to be um... They're, I don't know if they call it rebooting it back to what it was when they're really trying to go all super young guys who no one knows. Um, he was always a stretch on the main roster because of his size. Um, when Vince gets a look at him, he's just too small for Vince, uh, which is a shame because he's awesome. So if I'm him, the money has to be very, very good, which I'm. some rumors say it is, but that kind of contradicts that he's not a priority. But unless the money really is that good, I don't know why you you sign there where you're probably going to be just bottomed out right away.
2: Matt, Adam Cole re-signing to NXT or WWE, not a priority. Uh, is that shocking to you, or is this just par for the course now with the Fed?
3: No, it's not shocking. It's the WWE. People are surprised by the dumb shit they do. John Cena was at SmackDown Friday night, and you didn't put him on TV. The night the his giant movie dropped. Why is he not on fucking TV? It's the Summer of Cena. It's the WWE. If Adam Cole's smart, he'll take half the money to go to AEW or any other promotion. He'll make that money, uh, that other half a million dollars in merchandise and appearances and autograph signings. Um, people are dying for the wrestling world to open up again. And if we can get through this Delta bullshit... Uh, it's gonna be hotter than ever. He'll get a shitload of money from New Japan. Um, it's just uh, you know, look, Vince's Vince has a uh, he wants it to be a certain way. He doesn't, you know. They say the exact memo was what, no midgets, no more midgets, and, and no one yeah. over, no one over thirty. Yep. So like, what you know, fucking Adam Cole is our generation. Shawn Michaels, and the fact that Vince McMahon doesn't see that. Uh, or or wants to sign him to a million-dollar contract and then says this is the the direction we're going, means Adam Cole is going to be wrestling for the fucking 24-7 title if he signs his name on the dotted line, which is fine by him because he'll be a fucking millionaire, but is that really what he wants to do with his wrestling career? Be the million-dollar Also, oh, is, you...
0: is it a no-cut contract? Because uh-huh. contracts at WWE are like contracts in the NFL. They don't fucking matter.
3: I have no they, idea.
0: I mean, it matters to the wrestler because the wrestler can't get out of it when they want to. But for the WWE, they cut anyone at any time. That's why Braun was apparently cut because he was making too much money. Which, So unless you're telling me it's a million dollar no cut, that money doesn't really matter because it's not guaranteed at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The fact that it's not a priority is disturbing.
2: It just seems incredible that the one thing that they had that was working for them, they're now changing back reverting to something that wasn't necessarily working in their favor it just seems it, it's just shocking to me it's ass backwards I know it's, it's,
3: it's, it's, I'm going to say it, it's retarded You've, you, you are the biggest wrestling company in the world you have probably the most talented performers in the world and you have the most amazing performance center ever and you hoarded the indies and you took all these super talented people and then you couldn't find a spot for them but fucking Goldberg is back in a main event on another major pay per view. You don't want to make new stars. You said it yourself. There will never be another Austin, Rock, John Cena. So we are just getting recycled bullshit and you don't care. So I don't care. I mean, I haven't cared about WWE in years. So it's just, it's just like people are surprised. They're an entertainment company. They're the furthest thing from a wrestling company. A goddamn hand puppet winked at somebody Monday night and caused somebody to lose a match.
2: A puppet. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it, to me, it's surprising because so many people were talking about NXT, like there was so much buzz around that, and now you're going to take the one thing that was working and destroy it. It, it just is crazy. It seems sure. crazy.
3: It's like that. It's like that. You look at it. It's like that. You're you're banned. That's awesome, and they're putting out bangers of albums, and they're super popular with a small group of people, and then they go mainstream, and then they're just shit. In your eyes, they're shit. The albums are never the same; it's not as good as they used to be. You know, once once they they lost their war to AEW, and Vince was like, "Oh, I don't lose in wrestling." Then he just said, "We're just gonna fucking retool it and make it work." And now he's destroying it,
0: even though it makes them money. It's not like. In theory, NXT should be a loss leader for them. It's where you, you don't make a ton of money on it, but it's where you're making all the new talent so they can come up on the, new, the, the main shows. But they got a fucking TV contract that makes sure that NXT is profitable. Well, Vom USA, I'm pissed if you're gutting this thing. And I know they got good ratings this week, but I think that's because people wanted to see out of all the cuts. But if you gut this thing and it gets become a worse and worse product, I'm pissed if Vom USA. Why am I paying you any money if this sucks?
2: Yeah. The rumor mill and reports out there, you know, have said that I guess the network said that it was highly concerning to them what was going on with the cuts and and the show. So it'll be interesting to see what happens either way. All I know is that I think there is money in Adam Cole going to AEW. There are a lot of stories that can be told with him and that forbidden door is open. So he'd have the chance to work in other places. So either way, Guys, that is it for our news and notes. Uh, so that's the end. We're 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 out. Matt, you're back for one week. You're out next week slinging pies at the PGA Tour. Where can people see you?
3: Uh, the PGA Tour in Jersey City.
2: <laughs> Between which holes? You said oh, it before.
3: The, the first hole and the fifth hole.
2: There you go. So if you're in Jersey City for the PGA Tour, check out Matt slinging pies schlong anything you need to plug
0: i'll be at the pga tour between the sixth hole and the the ninth hole uh no i got nothing i don't plug anything ever
2: well schlong's gonna be at ring of honor with kate uh next week uh for that show on uh friday Friday. night in philly they are
3: gonna leave early so they go watch rampage together
2: that's right kate's hoping her headache and pants explode I'm not a
0: I'm not a big ROH guy. It's not that I dislike ROH. I just don't follow it that closely. So leaving is not to me the end of the world.
3: It's just like leaving a baseball
2: game early. I've saying. left. Uh, listen, I got don't flyer season
0: it. tickets, and I've left many hockey games early.
2: It happens. <laughs> Unbelievable, you people. I've, never, never. I've 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 had devil season tickets, and there have been some absolute terrible games. We've stayed to the end.
0: How many games do you go to a year? Let's let's ask this question.
2: Now I don't have season tickets anymore, but when we, when you did, we went to every game one season.
0: I, I almost every season I go to almost. Every, I think I missed like three games a season. You're gonna leave early when you're putting in that kind of time over over years.
2: No, I can't do it. Got to stay. Um. So I'll plug for Kate. Kate is going to be on the Fightful, uh, network uh, Friday night. She'll be on the SmackDown uh, and AEW Rampage post show on Fightful. So check her out. I'm sure she'll be tweeting out about it at Kate on deck. I And if you want to follow us on social. Yes, Matt.
3: Does anyone is Rampage a one hour or two hour show?
2: It's one, one hour. Uh-huh. So okay. Ramp- Rampage will be taking place from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Friday nights Um I think uh, we're going to do a a watch along uh, in the watch along channel for the first episode, at least uh, on the Shining Wizards Discord. So we'll tweet out a link to the Discord. So if you want to join us, you can jump in. Uh, You should join the Discord anyway, because it's a lot of fun. We have all sorts of wrestling channels uh, specific to AEW. WWE NXT, New Japan, Ring of Honor. We've got a general channel, a DDP yoga channel, a music channel. We talk about all sorts of bullshit in there. So it's a lot of fun, a very cool community. And then we've done these watch along a few times when they did Dynamite on Friday and Saturday nights, which was fun. Schlong jumped in. uh, Joe would jump in. uh, Matt jumped in once or twice. So did Kate. And we just kind of hang out and watch like we're all sitting in the same room together talking bullshit about the show. Uh, So we'll tweet that out uh, tomorrow. Uh, and even Friday to let you know where we'll be. Uh, and you can follow us on all social media at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Tock, uh, and also Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. So you can follow us and watch us live on Facebook. Thank you for everybody who may have been watching tonight. Um, and that'll do it. We will be back next week without Matt, but maybe we'll find somebody to fill in his spot. Um, we'll be back next week on the Mark Order Podcast. the mark order podcast we now return you to your regularly
1: scheduled programming join the mark order